Salutations. Welcome to Podmortem. I'm Travis Hunter, joined as always by my co-host, my sister, and my brother-in-law. Hi, I'm Renee Hunter-Vasquez. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. This week, we're broadcasting live from the Snowminton Snowman Festival, discussing the 1997 comedy horror film, Jack Frost. This film was written and directed by Michael Cooney. Made on a low budget and initially released straight to video, Jack Frost commits to the bit with one-liners, seasonal charm, and ice-cold kills. Despite its chilly reception from critics, this film would go on to achieve a cult following among horror fans and even spawn a sequel three years later. So, Jack Frost, what were your first impressions on the film? So I know how I've seen... I want to say that I've seen it before, but I also don't want to be a liar. Okay. So I think I've seen it up until a point because there was a point where I don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and just say that this was pretty much a fresh watch. Right. Um, I liked this a lot more than I should have. <laughs> um, it's not the greatest. There is a lot of things that are wrong. Uh-huh. But I feel like for every wrong, there's a right. <laughs> So it's it's re- it was really hard for me to like, I guess because I I kind of wanted I thought I was gonna go in and be like oh this movie's gonna be you know whatever it's and uh, no I was like oh fuck yeah I was like no yeah you know I I was I I found myself a few times like pausing the movie to laugh and like I was like this is fucking great I was like man and then it's like ah oh. I was like why'd you do that oh yeah and then a little later it's like all right yeah we're back ah oh. I was like. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of ups and downs, but I I I enjoy this movie. I honestly thought that I, I was like, JP, I think might love this coming out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed right up your alley with the oh, B no, movie. Yeah. You right know. up his ass. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's, that's what he says. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Two thumbs that's in the, the ass. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which that's I, the yeah. phrase he's coined. Yes. Uh, God knows why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had never seen this before. Um, we release our schedule early on our Patreon mm-hmm. and in the Discord, <laughs> we release the whole monthly schedule. This was really the only one that anybody was talking about. <laughs> Which was surprising. Yeah. yeah. So I was preparing myself. I think getting into the mindset that this is going to be just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Not to say that it wasn't ridiculous because it, it's a it's a killer snowman. Right. Um, you don't run into those often. No. Not, not very often, no. Uh, it is ridiculous, but I did enjoy it more than I was expecting to, I think because my expectations were very low Okay. going into it. This is not great. We were t- <laughs> we were talking off mic earlier, and John Paul's like, I could watch this again in a couple days. I was like, I'll watch it with you again next Christmas. <laughs> maybe, maybe every year, maybe mm-hmm. once a year yeah. we can sprinkle this one in. But it is fun. There is entertainment value to this. Right, right. This is not a cerebral, like, I guess at its core, it is a revenge story. I'm sure. Um, (laughs) Being maybe a little generous and even calling it that. Mm -hmm. But there is entertainment. There are those those one-liners that when I was watching it, I was like, oh, John Paul fucking loved that. I Mm -hmm. know he did. I was there for the, I was, I mean, I'm living for the puns. Yeah. Um, But I know you like a killer that's going to talk a little shit as they're killing you. He talked a lot of shit. Yeah. And Jack Frost, yeah, kind (laughs) of stays talking shit the whole movie. But I did, I will say, enjoy it more than I expected to. But it is still a very, very ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no doubt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and just for the sure. fact, again, 
This is Michael Cooney. Yes. Yeah. This is the man that would go on to write identity. And I think we all know how I felt about identity. Right. My mind's blown. I- <laughs> so you have to love this. Right? <laughs> yeah, by default, right? 10 out of 10. The, the man is multifaceted. Right. Very right. much so. Uh, I had never watched this. We never watched this as kids. Yeah. But I distinctly, and I mean distinctly remember as a child going to the video store on base in Germany mm-hmm. and seeing this fucking video in, oh, yeah. in the yeah. store. It had like, I don't know what they paid to have front row billing or whatever. Yeah. But it did. <laughs> <laughs> front row billing. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> but it was up front and center. Right, right. Like every single time we went to the horror section. And it's very eye-catching. It is. Yeah. Not that you... That's not what you get. Yeah. No, it, yeah, that's but, a lie. That's, <laughs> you know, right, and Michael okay. Keaton is great. Wait, okay. no, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think you, you might want to do I okay, so knowing what I knew about it, I expected to come into it, sit down with you guys and say, Well, it's a movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And while it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is a picture with some motion. Yeah. You know, but um I, I think that I there were parts that I liked more than I expected to. Yeah. yeah. But there were there's so much that it 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 I <laughs> what I <laughs> You're struggling. <laughs> well, yeah. I think the thing is is because when you anticipate something to be a certain thing and it's not exactly that, yeah. yeah but it's still that. Like yeah. in yeah, a yeah. weird way, it's hard to have a reaction to it. Mm-hmm. But I think that what I've determined is that some of it can possibly be for me yeah and then a lot of it could not be less, less. <laughs> <laughs> for me well I, th- I think the thing is is like with these movies like if when they lean into it and they're silly and they know they're self-aware uh-huh. okay cool but when you're trying to be fucking tom atkins and you know what i mean <laughs> i'm gonna save this town and whatever like nothing i mean we all love tom okay. all. Uh, first of all yeah. tom no, atkins I, did say no, that yeah he did <laughs> well he did his best <laughs> yeah i was gonna say hold Stop on yeah. <laughs> he stopped it yeah <laughs> but that but this leans into that it, it knows what it is which i did appreciate yes yeah. i it it does not take itself too seriously no. and it is very self-aware at what it's doing right, right. for me that's a huge pro yeah because it's like okay this is for fun we're all we're having oh, fun yeah here. i respect that it leaned in but i was like don't lean that hard yeah <laughs> it leaned very hard <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. lean lean, lean right. Back. Right. <laughs> yeah do a pendulum go the other way <laughs> <laughs> but i did kind of want to talk about the production of it because it really shocked me to hear where this came from okay uh, I watched a couple of interviews. One was with SPF Entertainment and I actually read an interview with Justin Beam, mm-hmm. but they interviewed Michael Cooney on this film. And he was talking about how he got first started out. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I did not know this, but he comes from a theater family. Oh, sure. Really? Yeah. His father is a playwright named Ray Cooney, and he is apparently very well known in the UK. Okay. And so whenever he decided to come to the United States, he was going to come to be an actor. Mm-hmm. And his family was so excited and everything. But after he took a few classes, he's like, yeah, this is not for me. <laughs> and so he decided to become a writer. All right. And he made friends with a few producers. And then it was, I think, in 1989 mm-hmm. when they went to Big Bear together and he built <laughs> he built a snowman. <laughs> <laughs> And the next day, the snowman was still there, and one of his friends was like, "That's fucking creepy, dude." <laughs> well, it's cold. It is. <laughs> and he's that it like, didn't melt. He's like, hmm. <laughs> but it gave him the idea. Okay. And the way the idea started was he was thinking 
big budget, like $35 million yeah. kind of an idea. Yeah. And he was getting the ball rolling on that with his original idea for Jack Frost. <laughs> but uh, I think it was Rennie Harlan was supposed to make it. He was going to direct it for $35 million. And then he was dating, I think, Gina Davis at the time. And the hell? Uh, yeah, the story. The, hell? <laughs> <laughs> the story Michael Cooney told is that Gina Davis read it and she's like, "This is fucking horrible." <laughs> <laughs> and so they went off and made it some pirate movie. I forget what it's called, but I think that it was kind of a box office bomb. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like a well, oh, yeah. Know, either way, it wasn't it was going to be. be that. <laughs> <laughs> but after the failure of that project, he moved back to England. He wrote this play. It got pretty big. They gave him like forty thousand pounds. Yeah. And his father's like, oh, cool. You're going to be taking over the, you know, the whole family. Yeah, thing. yeah. He comes straight back to America and he's like, we're making Jack Frost. <laughs> <laughs> right, look what I got, guys. Yeah, like, <laughs> we ruined him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, I think it was some, <laughs> it was a financier that called them. Yeah. And he's like, I know you guys wrote this script for like $35 million. Yeah. Could you make it for half a million? Yeah. And, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Which is a pretty big time. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, just a, a just tiny, a, yeah. yeah. Just minor adjustments we'll make. <laughs> but he was, they lied and said, yeah, of course. Uh, sure. Because Always say yes. Yeah. yeah. It's the smartest business decision to make. Yeah. yeah. But they reworked the script to fit the new budget. <laughs> uh, they reworked it even more. <laughs> This is where it, because it was, it was a horror thriller. Yeah. And then. I, do we know what the original idea was? Because I would love. There was some, it was some big showdown uh, in like a skyscraper in Denver, I think. What the I fuck? don't know. It was very diehard heavy. The snowman? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> it, Rennie Harlan directed Die Hard too, So it was kind of, oh, fuck. you know. But um, after they saw, because the budget allotted them four different snowmen. And they were each going to get progressively. Oh, okay. You know, okay. and then unfortunately, whenever it comes time for it, something mix up with the budget. Yeah, you got one snowman, and we see him. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and after seeing that snowman, they're like, "This has to be a comedy horror film." Yeah. Well, and they yeah. changed everything. Okay. But the thing was is that the company that financed them went bankrupt during production. Uh-huh. And so they make the film, they do whatever they want, and then another company comes in and buys the film for $50,000. And it's their idea to do this straight-to-video release. And the marketing department comes up with the box that everyone has seen. Ah, uh-huh. All right. And Michael Cooney attributes the entire success of the film to that box. I mean, <laughs> think about it, though. If you want to watch a Christmas horror movie... Would you yeah. pick up that or would you pick up a box with the snowman that we see from the movie on it? What, ba- Michael Keaton? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one thing Cooney did say in that interview, though, about, because they said Michael Keaton, uh, th- one of the producers, when it was that $35 million project, mm-hmm. yeah. after that fell through, he said one of the producers left and went on to produce Michael Keaton's Jack Frost. <gasps> That's bullshit. And it's, I'd be like, yeah. fucking <laughs> Oh yeah, basically <laughs> the same premise. Yeah, the same snowman. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we combine this film with experimental acid, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Pod Mortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, let's find a way. So the film opens on a shot of an angel topper on top of a Christmas tree. As the camera dips down from her lacy wings and gown, we hear a little girl ask her Uncle Henry to tell her a story. 
the little girl's voice actor is doing a lot. Yeah, well, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn. It's like, I'm pretty sure this is not a real little girl. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I can tell you later who plays her. It's kind of funny. Oh, okay. But Uncle Henry, who I read, is played by Michael Cooney himself. Ah, all right. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious. And that's how I found out he's a Brit was from this narration. That's so funny. I don't know why it surprised me that a Brit made this film. Yeah. It did. <laughs> I told you we ruined him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, next in my notes, and I know we've already covered it, but I just cannot wrap my mind around the fact that this is the same person that made that wrote Identity. No. And... I like was like, well, so what else did he do? So I fell down a rabbit hole on IMDb and found out that he's married to Jessica Collins, um, Jackie DiNardo from It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, excuse me. <laughs> She's also um, the woman in Nip Tuck who got the Barbie surgery yeah. um, because it always comes back to Nip Tuck. It has to, always. <laughs> but I was just, I was very shocked. I just, I don't know why, I <laughs> I don't know if this is just an American mentality, but I always put the Brits, like, uh, uh, above us. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, they would never touch this. <laughs> they, but they did. They did. Oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> but Uncle Henry tells her that it's too late for a story and that Santa will be here soon. But after her loud, squeaky protests, he relents. With the dance of the sugar plum fairy playing in the background, Henry asks if she wants a happy story or a scary story. The little girl says that she wants a happy, scary story, and Henry is up for it. He says he's going to tell her the story of Jack Frost. The camera then dips down to reveal an ornament frozen over with snow, and on it, we get the title, Jack Frost. I really love this use of the ornaments for like yeah. the credits of the cast and stuff like that. I thought that was really creative. Mm. It's kind of brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised by it. I did read in an interview, he had said that they were originally going to have just a regular title sequence. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then it wasn't in the budget anymore. And so what they did is the what? art. Yeah. <laughs> the art department comes in and makes all these ornaments and they're like, we'll just travel down the tree. And it, that's how it happened. All right. <laughs> I think it's so much better. It is. Yeah. Like, and it kind of fits. The fact that that was oh, yeah. the plan B. Yeah. Like that's surprising. Should have been your plan A. Yeah. yeah. It re- it's really effective. And like you're already in like it's yeah. Christmas, mm-hmm. you know. But Henry says that it's Jack Frost like the song, Jack Frost nipping at your nose, only this Jack Frost did it for real. He asks if she knows how regular people get up in the morning, have breakfast, and then go on to have a regular day. Well, Jack Frost would get up in the morning, have breakfast, and then go kill people. Uncle Henry? Yeah. (laughs) A little decorum. (laughs) There's plenty of times throughout that I'm like, are you sure you should be? Yeah. But he goes into graphic detail with violent imagery, which gives the little girl second thoughts about hearing this story. But he basically tells her that this is what she asked for. Well, she also said a happy story. Yeah. Too, though. yeah. <laughs> like, you're really leaning into the scary part. Yeah. Like this better come around in the end. <laughs> Literally. I'm like, is Uncle Henry Henry Zabrowski? <laughs> Stop telling this. <laughs> but Henry ponders why Jack Frost is the way he is, whether he got too much love, not enough love, or is just in it for the blood and guts. But he says it doesn't matter. The only thing that's important is no one could catch him. He was so adept at avoiding capture that people thought he was a ghost. But the reality of it is he was just always on the move. He'd ingratiate himself into a town, butcher a few of the locals, and then go on to the next town and do the same. The little girl's like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) 
But then he goes on to say that Jack Frost would only do this in towns that had little girls that looked just like yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, like, dude? I'm going to sleep great tonight. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Where, where are your parents? How about that? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but after chuckling a bit, the little girl asks if they did catch him. And Henry says that they did, but only after five years, 11 states, and 38 murders. I was like, this is getting oddly specific. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like that's weird (laughs) yeah well and he's like very excited yeah because i thought this was a story yeah it's like do you have fan edits on tiktok of this fucking (laughs) (laughs) saying it creeped out you're blocked um i also was laughing at this point because i was like oh jack frost wasn't a nickname that's just this dude's actual (laughs) (laughs) very cool but this is when henry just starts to freestyle rap about jack frost He says he was nimble, he was quick, he gouged out eyes with candlesticks, and he keeps going. Yeah. yeah. He has a lot of fucking, and it gets, it gets pretty gruesome. <laughs> it's like you were looking for an excuse to tell the story. Yeah, yes. You were, you were, just, you were yeah. too prepared. I've also prepared. <laughs> <laughs> but he says Jack Frost continued his spree until the pies. Henry says that bits of people started showing up in pies all over the Midwest. Whether that was because he had gotten sloppy or actually wanted to get caught, it was a mystery. But he says some people actually dug on the meat pies, which, all right. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> but regardless, he says that was a big mistake because it tipped off the authorities to where he worked. They eventually traced his car. He was caught, tried, and sentenced to death. Henry says, in fact, that Jack Frost is being transported tonight for his execution, and his story should end at midnight. But he says that the fun is just about to begin. And he tells his niece to go to bed and have sweet, sweet dreams, which should be very easy after this story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes. I did laugh. Uh, Nay and I talked a little bit off mic yesterday. Uh, this <laughs> whole going to his execution tonight thing is one of a few ideas reused in identity yes. from this. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's one thing that happens later that uh, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're still working things out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I feel like this is a very elaborate backstory for Jack Frost. Mm-hmm. That I really thought would factor in more. Oh, no. And no. <laughs> no, it doesn't. There's literally, I think that it didn't even, this was really just for our benefit. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad they did it this way, though. Yeah. I don't need to hear this through the rest of the movie. Tell me now while the credits are going. <laughs> I got the whole backstory. Then it's done. Right. We don't need this anymore. That's it. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you feel that way because we don't get it anymore. No, no, well, <laughs> that's really why. Yeah, here, yes. that's it. It's good you want no more. Yes. <laughs> but the camera rises above a snow globe to a window where a snowstorm rages outside. It then cuts to a prison transport vehicle making its way down the road. The vehicle is oddly festive. Yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> On the side of it, it says "State Executional Transfer Vehicle." Yeah, but there's a fucking wreath up front. Like that's. <laughs> It's, like, it's still Christmas. I mean, I guess so. Yeah, but and then they're both sitting in like one window, yeah. and then there's no fucking windshield wipers. What the fuck? I don't. Yeah, it's like this little like yeah. hole in the yeah. snow. <laughs> the way that they're both like peering through is hilarious. <laughs> but we have the driver played by Todd Connor, and he peers through the fogged up window as second driver played by Richard Whiten wipes it away from him so he can see. It's like pull over, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the driver says that Jack Frost is actually lucky. This confuses the second driver, but the driver says that since he's being executed in 30 minutes, he doesn't have to drive back through this crap. There, there are a couple things here for me. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he's like, like Jack Frost in here, 
that's hilarious. Yeah. Like we can yeah. already we already know he's back there. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's really fucking we funny. We heard the story. Yeah. <laughs> he's being executed in 30 minutes. Like y'all don't think you're cutting it a bit close? That's Shouldn't he already be there? That's why they're driving. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's why we can't pull over. But the second driver, because he was confused initially, after he hears that, he looks at him like, ah, oh, you son of a bitch. He's like, yeah. <laughs> You're All funny right, as I hell, get it. dude. But then he just shouts, deep fried Jack served at midnight, and they laugh and laugh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the ups and downs. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, would, I would advise against doing that. Probably smart. But in the back of the truck, traveling up from his chains, we see Jack Frost in the flickering light played by Scott McDonald. With full-on psycho peepers, he looks over at a guard played by Harley Zumbrum asking for a cigarette. The guard just tells him to shut up and blows smoke in his face. Well, he smells the smoke and he's like, it's filtered. I don't I'm know like, how yeah. you... No, you can see the filter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not I'm not like special. super impressed <laughs> that you can do that. I think he was saying because he blew it in his face. Yeah. Yeah. Or is he saying it was filtered through the guard? Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this script is too smart yeah. for me. <laughs> you said it wasn't cerebral. It's yeah. so cerebral. <laughs> but the vehicle continues on and the driver shouts out to Jack that they've just passed the Snowminton... <laughs> county line <laughs> we gotta the, stop well. <laughs> <laughs> the cackle that came from me that is the funniest fucking thing you could have <laughs> you could have named it anything there's so many right. well <laughs> there there is a winter's texas Snowminton. yeah i mean well, oh my god i i was for this universe we need <laughs> snowminton <laughs> we do see a sign for snowminton which boasts that it's the snowman capital of the Midwest. <laughs> well, where else are snowmen supposed to live? <laughs> <Not> <laughs> even, that's the thing is that it wasn't the country. The not fact even the country. That it was specific. And you named your Just town here, after yeah. The county, dude, not even the town. Yeah. They had to like get the state approval and shit. <laughs> but the driver says that this is where Jack screwed up. He says the FBI had been chasing him across a dozen states and then some backwater sheriff chases him for five minutes here and gets all the glory. He calls back to Jack to confirm the story, but when he gets no response, he calls back to the guard to make sure everything's all right back there. Jack answers <laughs> saying that everything's fine. Yeah. And the drivers are like, well, good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't think that was the guard. Mm, no. But in the back, we do see that Jack is smoking the guard's cigarette and the camera dips down to the floor where Jack's boot rests on the guard's throat. He breaks his neck and then puts the cigarette out on the guard's face. It's like, is he Hannibal Lecter? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. I, I love they don't show us how Jack got the upper hand. <laughs> yeah. Because there's literally no, no way, way. Yeah. <laughs> that he could have. He just did. Okay. Fair enough. But on the road... We see a tanker driver played by Kurt Bryant driving a truck for GCC Genetic Research. So Kurt Bryant is also the stunt coordinator for this film. Oh. He's done like a ton of stunt work. I did see that he did stunts for both Logan and Dr. Sleep. Oh, shit. And he was one of the ghost faces in Scream 2. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. But he happily pops open his thermos and pours himself a cup of coffee. But in his distraction and in a series of quick cut back and forth shots, the transport drivers see that they're coming up on something fast. They each let out one third of what the fuck as they attempt to break. That was kind of funny. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I think it lulled me into a false sense of security 
because I, I liked the opening a lot, even though it was kind of ridiculous. Right. And then that moment, I was like, this comedy kind of works. Yeah. yeah. And well, <laughs> we'll go on. For some reason, we get a shot of Jack. I don't know. He just goes, oh, yeah. So yeah. I, I was like, did you make this happen? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it's all going according to plan. Is his life flashing before his eyes and he just remembered a Kool-Aid commercial? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know what that was for. But the vehicles crash into each other and it's shot hilariously. Now, crash is... That's, a, the, yes. yeah. That's exactly uh, right. That's, <laughs> I was in love. I won't even lie. When they barely touched yes. and then fucking crashed, I was like, oh, I'm going to love this shit. This is how you film a crash on a budget. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. That was fantastic. Their bumpers gingerly kiss. Yes. <laughs> and the men scream as they flip over and over glass shattering all over the asphalt but we cut to the transport drivers who lie knocked out in a heap while a fire rages under the chemical truck the transport driver wakes up stumbling out and making his way to the back of the truck which is now wide open once he sees that it's empty he turns around to find jack rattling his cuffs which he's broken out of jack says it looks like deep fried jack is off the menu He's like, I, I could hear yeah. you. That was the other driver. That wasn't- <laughs> I didn't even say that. But Jack just smokes his cigarette, which he actually put out into the guard's face. A he lit ago. another one oh, fair during enough. the flip. <laughs> <laughs> but he approaches the driver, telling him that they can do this the easy way, or they can. And this is when the compression meter on the chemical truck rises to the point of no return. A hatch bursts open, exploding acidic solution right onto Jack. His mouth doesn't move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he says, This is going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, I was like, Okay, maybe not. <laughs> ups and downs. Ups and downs. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the fact that he stands there because this happens for a really long time it does move (laughs) he just stays there he's resigned he's like okay well he was gonna die in 30 minutes anyway yeah although he could have made a run for it yeah (laughs) (laughs) but the driver watches as jack writhes in pain it's almost like when homer got baptized (laughs) (laughs) but we see his skin peeling off and blood leaking from his mouth as he melts into the snow his body disintegrating to a skeleton, then to a stain of blood, and then becoming one with the snow. So this man just melted down every aspect of humanity. Yeah. Like every physical aspect, he's completely melted down. And the cops just looking at it. It's a major underreaction because he doesn't even look that surprised. Just like, wow, that's what happens. Yeah, glad that wasn't us. He didn't get the cool Marvel moment that we get. No. (laughs) Because if he had seen that, he'd be like, oh, shit. (laughs) That's fair. I did want to call out Michael Deke, who was the, I believe, special effects supervisor for this film. Okay. Has kind of a prolific career working on a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He was a puppeteer on Army of Darkness. All right. Oh, shit. He was a shop supervisor on Death Proof. (laughs) All right. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think he worked with K&B, so he's all over tons of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But honestly... The work is not amazing here. Right. But it's, we talked earlier, it's kind of exactly what they needed. Oh, no, yeah. 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 So it works well for the, w- yes. the world of Jack Frost. Yes. <laughs> for Snowminton. Yes. yes. <laughs> but the driver makes the ridiculous mistake of laughing, thinking that he's safe. And the camera zooms into the snow. And I guess we see on the molecular level, 
the ice <laughs> bonding with Jack's cells. Yeah. That one was for the science buffs. Oh, okay. That, See, job. that <laughs> was, was for the science buffs. That was the right? Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it was kind of like, you got acidic solution in my serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> you got serial killer in my acidic solution. <laughs> but, we, you know, teach their own. Yeah. But the snow begins to move as if there's something underneath it, and the driver wastes no time pulling out his gun and firing. So from that interview with Justin Beam, mm-hmm. I learned that this is one of the last things that they shot. Oh, wow. Yeah, which surprised me. Yeah. yeah. But they had said that it was shot at Big Bear in California. Mm-hmm. Oddly, and this is the production time where they hit that thing once they got bankrupt. Right. This was shot, I believe, in January of 94. Really? And the film was released in 97. Yeah. But they had been promised snow in the forecast for the entire shoot. Yeah. And so they're waiting for it, waiting for it. It never comes. And so all the snow that you see is all foam. Yeah. Like the entire time. Damn. And they used the last of their money for the (laughs) foam in this shot. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But we cut to another car speeding down the road and the camera pulls up to meet its driver, Sam Tyler, played by Christopher Allport. Now, Christopher Allport was in a lot of things. Yeah. But the one thing I remember him from was he played Pete Campbell's father on one episode of Mad Men. Oh, shit. And unfortunately, he passed away in a kind of a tragic accident. Oh, no. And it kind of, unfortunately, because they, obviously, we talked about a sequel. Yeah, yeah. They had been wanting to make a third Jack Frost, and that, unfortunately, kind of put things in limbo because he's part of the Jack Frost family. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I I think Christopher Allport... Gives too much of a good performance. <laughs> <laughs> like he's too good in this. He yeah. gave it his all, it man. Does, but it doesn't need it. <laughs> but he played it perfectly. He understood yeah. the assignment. He did. I think if you lean into it too much, then the whole thing becomes campy. Yeah. yeah. But he is like, I believe he's a sheriff. Like he's, <laughs> he's the straight man. <laughs> yes, he is. But his wife, Anne, played by Eileen Seeley, tells him that it's after midnight and it's over. No more stays of execution. No more nightmares about Jack Frost. Sam just smiles at her and turns his head back to the road. And in a pretty slick edit, we go back in time. Yeah. We find Sam behind the wheel of his police cruiser. I knew we were going to hear more about the sheriff because they went, they <laughs> kind of went out of their way to bring him up. Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't already know. Yeah. About him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like a back. Yeah. Backwoods or whatever the fuck they said. Now, I will say there is a moment <laughs> in this film and I don't even understand why, but he kind of takes a turn character wise. Yeah. It's like they wanted him to be one character and they're like, man, let's, yeah. try-, <laughs> let's try something else with it about halfway through. <laughs> but I thought it was strange that they're bringing, they were bringing Jack Frost. It's still hilarious that that's the man's Christian <laughs> yeah. name, but they were bringing Jack Frost to <laughs> Snowminton. <laughs> <laughs> to be executed that is weird when, yes but i mean that's weird by itself yeah it's doubly weird when don't you think that he would be there yeah well especially is if that he's where so he's... plagued yeah with his wife and child i don't think i don't think they were heading off to the execution I, yeah because well, she's even like it's over like she's saying it like he he's dead already yeah yeah Maybe that's why he's like, oh, we're shit, we're late. <laughs> and she's like, it's over, dude. <laughs> Maybe that's really the conversation. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> that makes more sense. Yeah. Sure, sure. And he's sure. just pedaled to the metal. Yeah. <laughs> but back in the past, Sam steps out of his car, cautiously approaching a beat down vehicle. Jack Frost stands beside it in a red jacket, looking like a Philip J. Fry cosplay. 
Yeah. <laughs> I I thought back and I was like, I remembered that Philip J. Fry's costume. I think we can just call him Fry. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to be. <laughs> too much respect. Too much, yeah. yeah. The Philip, too. That's. <laughs> But Fry's outfit was a reference to James Dean and Rebel Without a Cause. Mm, and so that so might have been... maybe, yeah. Because I don't think Futurama existed. <laughs> <laughs> but zipping up after a roadside piss, he says hello to Sam, who asks for his license. But when Jack goes for his vehicle, Sam tells him to stay right where he is. Jack, visibly frustrated, asks him which one he wants. Get his license or stay here. He tells him it's his move. Sam immediately reaches for his gun. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I don't like None that. None of that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like I decisions. <laughs> I was jumping the gun a it little w- bit. Well, I feel well, like... It was like he was just rude. Yeah, I was like, Jack was being rude, though. He was. I mean, <laughs> it's, that's suspicious behavior. But he aims it at Jack and tells him to lie on the ground. The music grows tense, and with lightning speed for some reason... Jack throws his hands behind his head and gets down on his knees. It's like a gunshot sound. Yeah. Was, I was like, what I the fuck? I thought it was like a cutting, like a cutting wind. Well, not cutting wind. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. like a wind noise. <laughs> it wasn't a fart. I apologize. Sure. <laughs> but he tells the sheriff that he's going to regret this. Cut the Jack being marched down the steps of a courthouse surrounded by protesters. It was a speedy trial. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, the first power. Yeah. <laughs> I did think some of the signs were good. The protesters. Yeah. They said frost burn. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's good. But Jack screams at Sam, telling him to take a good hard look at his face because the next time he sees it, it's going to tear his world apart. He says he'll find a way. He'll tear the town apart kill his family and kill him god damn yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got a to-do list <laughs> it's made worse because sam stands there and the look on his face is like i wonder what he meant by that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's he yelling I at Jeez. sucks to be that guy <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because he is kind of like almost playing it cool when sam stops him and everything and he's like oh I was just you know taking a piss or whatever yeah, yeah. i would expect him to be like a more cryptic Oh, you haven't seen the last of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's sc- screaming at him. In front of everyone. In front of yeah. everyone. <laughs> Says he's gonna his family. Yeah. <laughs> the town. And in all fairness, Jack gave himself up. Yeah, yeah. he did. So why are you so mad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Sam then hears his wife's voice calling to him, and in another slick edit, he turns his head and is back in the car in present day. I just want to mention, and Hmm. I'm not going to keep doing this. I probably just have one more in me. Okay. But the way that it switched when he turned his head really reminded me of identity when we're kind of going, I won't give anything away. (laughs) (laughs) But back and forth between something, it it reminded me of that. I did want to call out um, the lighting. There was some like oddly colorful lighting. Yeah, yeah. um, Whenever the crash happened. And here in the car. Yeah. I appreciate when it's not necessary. Yeah. It's a creative choice. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, you know what? Put some red in there. Yeah. <laughs> Throw a little color. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. But Ryan, their son, played by Zach Edgington, who was apparently in the car the entire time, wakes up and looks out the windshield. They see the wreckage of the collision from earlier, surrounded by police and paramedics, and Ryan is super excited about it. He has a snowman puppet, too. Yes, he does. I I, and he he uses that 
kind of hilariously later. Yes. And (laughs) (laughs) we'll get to that. But (laughs) Sam is not excited at all. He pulls up to the police, trying to use his credentials to get the skinny on what's happening, but they rush him off, telling him it's a federal matter. That was hilarious to me because he, you know, was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm the sheriff. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, move it along. And it's very, oh, you got it. (laughs) He just leaves. He He gives no pushback. No fight. (laughs) (laughs) But the surviving driver gives an interview, which is overheard by Agent Manners, played by Stephen Mendel. So the other transport officer is just dead because we never see him again. Oh, yeah. He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. He's no longer with Rest us. in peace. Yes. I did want to call out Stephen Mendel. Uh, like I said about Christopher Allport, he's been in a ton of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was also in Mad Men because he played Ginsburg's father. <gasps> all right. Holy all right. shit. It's totally Yeah. Him. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I was like, did you have a Ginsburg? <laughs> I love Ginsburg. Mm, me too. Poor Ginsburg. No spoilers, but. <laughs> but poor Ginsburg. <laughs> poor Ginsburg. <laughs> But the transport driver says that Jack just ran off, or tried to, at least. He says he didn't have legs. It was like he was part of the snow. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> the cop interviewing him is like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Did you hit your head, Yeah, dude? you were right. I know you were right, just in an accident. Break, man. You seen a man turn into a snowman. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't know that yet. No. It's traumatizing. <laughs> but Manners takes over, saying that he and the driver should take a little midnight stroll to talk about it. The driver looks incredibly happy to hear this, but Manners doesn't help him up when he reaches out with his arm. I don't know what this was. No, I was like, and why are you so suspicious? I don't know. <laughs> like already. Yeah. I don't know if that was supposed to be so evident <laughs> from the beginning, but I, it was. Sure. But the next day at home, Sam comes back inside after shoveling the snow from the driveway. An upbeat acoustic version of Deck the Halls plays in the background as Anne and Ryan listen to the news on the radio in the kitchen. It's recounting the events from the night before. Ryan asks his father who Jack Frost is, and Sam tells him that he was a very bad man, but he's gone, just like magic, and he's never coming back. Anne tells Ryan that he doesn't have to worry about Jack Frost at all. As Ryan stirs a pot on the stove, he calls Sam a hero for making Jack go away, but Sam says that he was just in the right place at the right time. He reiterates that he isn't a hero, but his family disagrees. Ryan then scoops out a spoonful of what I believe is diarrhea for his father. Yeah. <laughs> I it's, put, Dad, I know how much you like your gruel. Yeah. <laughs> mm, th- thanks. thanks. We learn it's oatmeal, but this there this is the worst fucking yeah. oatmeal I've ever seen. Quaker oats had nothing to do with us. Not a sponsor, but they <laughs> but they make great oats. Um call us. Call us. Yeah. Wolf oh yes. Um <laughs> I will say something I did notice on a second watch is that there is an ingredient plain as day sitting on the counter. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Right? Yeah. Neither did I. It, but uh, we'll get into it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit. But Sam kindly accepts some of the oats in a bag, saying that he'll save it for lunch. And double checks with Sam that everything is going to be all right, and he gives her his assurances. But Ryan asks if he can build a snowman for the competition today, and Sam tells him that he's going to win first prize. Before he leaves, he takes one last look at his family horsing around a bit before throwing on his jacket and heading out. So I was like, this is, you know, a fine, normal family. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I thought with that shot of him looking back, like, man, my family. I was like, oh, they're dead. Yeah. (laughs) The next scene is them murdered. (laughs) 
But we see Sam arrive at the Snowman Festival in front of an ornate looking building with snowmen out front. I think we learn later this is the church. Yeah. yeah. One snowman is covered by a sheet and Jill Metzner, played by Shannon Elizabeth, goes to take a peek, but is stopped by her father, Jake, played by Jacqueline Dean, who tells her that she's not allowed to see it until Saturday. This guy's a real jerk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he only gets worse. He's yeah. An asshole. It's kind yeah. of unbelievable. I did want to call out this is Shannon Elizabeth's screen debut. Oh, okay, okay. And obviously she went on to do a tons of... Yeah, yeah. We've talked about... Most importantly, you know, 13 Ghosts. <laughs> 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 <All right. laughs> Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. But, Most know. importantly. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear in an interview, Cooney was talking about whenever she was in 13 Ghosts. Yeah. I guess there was some reissue of some kind that they were working on for Jack Frost. All right. Her manager... Now, she he says he doesn't think she knew anything about this oh no her manager called him on the phone and said do not mention that shannon elizabeth was in your movie oh fuck <gasps> you get out of here but she was though yeah, yeah. i know <laughs> he's like I, right there yeah <laughs> can't edit her out i don't yeah, know what, she what the fuck yeah i guess because of how well that movie was doing they're like don't fucking send them back to 97 <laughs> oh fuck it <laughs> <laughs> But Jill asks to look, but her dad says that she'll jinx them if she does. Sam steps out of the car with a smile, surveying the townsfolk gathered for the festivities. He walks over to chat with Jake, who apparently was supposed to build a porch railing for them, but he didn't get around to it while they were out of town, which I think is them going to see the execution. I don't uh, think they were, right. they were coming back to Snowminton. They missed it. I think they went, <laughs> <laughs> they went out of town. To avoid it all? Probably. I guess. He would not bring his child well, you don't to know. the execution. Yeah. He's like, look what daddy did. <laughs> he was like, he went away like magic. It's like, now they're going to stick something in his heart. <laughs> Jesus I, I don't think... <laughs> this don't movie think is... <laughs> <laughs> they must have changed that when they rewrote the... <laughs> right. <laughs> but while Jake is distracted chatting about how he shirked his duties building the fence or whatever, porch railing, I believe. <laughs> I just read it. I don't know why I forgot. <laughs> Jill sneaks back over to the sheet and takes a peek at the snowman. After getting scolded for trying to take a peek himself, Sam walks over to Sally, Jake's wife, played by Kelly Jean Peters. She tells him that she's making angel wings, and Sam just kind of walks away after that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, great. Yeah. I feel so bad for this lady. Oh, yeah. yeah. It all, and again, it only gets yes. worse. But Sally continues talking, telling Jake that when she was younger, she always wanted to be the angel on top of the Christmas tree interesting mm -hmm. yeah jake shrugs it off he's like yeah it's nice yeah he doesn't give a shit no but sam then chats with billy metzner played by nathaniel gray he tries to talk to him about his father's top secret snowman situation and how he might win the contest for the fifth year in a row but billy goes full-on disaffected teenager and could not be paid to give a shit yeah he was like i do not care <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he did not give a fuck Sam cuts it short to go check in with Tommy Davro, played by Darren O'Campbell. Tommy is making what he calls a snow babe, and he is paying extra close attention to the sculpting of the breasts. The snow titties. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, yeah. yes. If that's what... The snow cones, if you will. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sam just laughs. <laughs> he, he goes, um, what did he say? I'm going to name her Cindy fucking... It was some yeah. snow... Yeah. Snow woman or whatever. But... <laughs> Um, I was kind of caught off guard by Sam just laughing and being like, that's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. You're in favor of me? <laughs> he was into it. But Tommy scrounges some snow from the ground, asking Sam what the difference is between snowmen and snow women. 
Sam is like, I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Tommy is like, it's snowballs. Get it? Snowballs. It's really not much to get. No. There's yeah. not. It's like, oh, no, I get it. Yeah. it. It really was giving me trying to tell John Paul a joke. Really? <laughs> He's like, no, I got it. <laughs> it just it didn't it work. Just was like, I just didn't laugh. <laughs> But after getting a friendly honk from a car and pretending to throw a snowball at it, Sam walks across the street to Davro Hardware. There, he meets up with Paul Davro, Tommy's father, played by F. William Parker. Paul says he heard about Jack Frost and calls it the end of an era. Sam replies that it's the end of a nightmare. He then remembers Jack screaming, I'll find a way, at the courthouse steps, snapping back to reality when Paul's like, are you okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He has no poker face with these weird flashbacks. No. no. But Sam clearly lies that he's fine. And after a bit of small talk, Paul offers Sam 20% off of the hardware store for his excellent police work. He then tries to tell Tommy's joke to him, but Sam's already heard it. Yeah. <laughs> he's he like, I didn't it. like it the first time. Yeah. <laughs> As Sam walks off, Paul calls out to Tommy, but Tommy is distracted by the presence of Jill. She asks him about his snow babe. <laughs> And he very nervously rests his hand on its boob and then unprompted says that it's not supposed yeah. to be her. It is not supposed to be her. <laughs> that it's like, Jesus Christ. It's like, I think it might, I think, it yeah. might be you. Yeah. <laughs> but super chill, she asks if he wants to hang out later, but he mumbles that he'll be too busy before completely trailing off. She tells him that they could go snowballing. I didn't know because of, I don't like not knowing exactly what this film is trying to do yet, if this was meant literally literally yeah. or if this was like clerks <laughs> <laughs> but they're interrupted by paul who tells his son to get back to work leave them kids alone man <laughs> they're just know. hanging out right there you can see him he but he's, he's like Tommy! yeah because yeah, he's like fucking screaming at he him. is he's like salt well he gives him like five duties to yeah. he's like salt the drive and then inventory or whatever yeah <laughs> But Sam arrives at the Snowminton police station. <laughs> I laughed out loud because he steps out of the car and immediately throws away the oats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he tosses it right into the trash. I was taken aback by the sign that said Snowminton police station. I felt like, I don't know if I've said this before, Laura Lenny in Primal Fear when she's like, I just cannot get used to this oh, name. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> she was being a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she was overreacting. I was like, I'm going to laugh every fucking time I see that. It yeah. never stopped being funny. But his son's voice echoes in his head. But daddy, I made those oats special for you. <laughs> This imagined conversation is enough of a guilt trip to get him to dig it out of the trash and put it back in his car. I was like, okay, so this is Chekhov's gruel. Absolutely. Yeah. Like those <laughs> disgusting oats are going to come into play later. It's going to mean something. But he heads inside, greeting Marla, the dispatcher played by Marsha Clark, and asking her where everybody is. I thought this was Adrian Barbeau. We were literally yeah. talking about that. The I was first like, shot, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. It's not. I was like, just tell him to call you Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I did also want to point out that she played the little girl at the beginning of the film. Oh my! All God. right. So. So that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Are we? I mean, her name was Marsha Clark, which really threw yeah. Me that's off. yeah. I was like, right? Really? Yeah. Is this is this the lady from the soap operas or from Guiding Light? I believe so. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I never watched them, but I saw she had she was in quite a few. Yeah. Damn. But she's in the middle of blowing a hairdryer right into her face, so she can't hear a word, and Sam just strikes up a conversation with himself on her behalf. She turns off the blow dryer and smokes her cigarette, annoyed, without a word. Well, wait. 
in the, isn't he talking about them going skiing? Yes. So that's where they were. They were not going to the execution. Mm. <laughs> you can do both. No. <laughs> <laughs> they skied to the execution. Yes. No. <laughs> Multitasking. <laughs> but Sam asks, what's the matter? Somebody died? Marla then holds up a memo that just says, to Sam from Marla, somebody died. That's yes, great. they did, Sheriff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. See, in this, I was like, that's a good sight gag. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Oh, yeah. The quiet humor. There's also a lot of uh, blow dryer content. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so yes. They're really uh, like a lot. Chekhov's yeah. <laughs> blow dryer. <laughs> but after seeing the note, cut to Sam, Deputy Pullman, played by Brian Lechner, and Deputy Foster, played by Chip Heller, standing over the frozen corpse of old man Harper in a rocking chair. This was pretty grisly. Yeah. I was kind of surprised. I like the angle of the shot. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting way to reveal this. Yeah. Because yeah. he's just there. And still rocking. <laughs> well, we'll learn. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? It's like, what is happening? But Foster says that they haven't had a killing in Snowminton in all their lives. <laughs> and Pullman <laughs> says that he knew old man Harper ever since he learned how to steal apples from his orchard. I'm like, I don't know how you learned. You learned yeah. how to- <laughs> Like, if I take it and don't pay for yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how you steal. I Holy think I figured it out. shit. <laughs> <laughs> but Sam says that they all did. I'm like, poor Harper. Yeah, right. <laughs> but they have no evidence at all. No tire tracks, no blood, no sign of a struggle, nothing. But Sam says to keep it quiet as to not create a panic, but to call Doc Peters and tell him to come up here. So this is when we do see, because I was like, this chair is rocking the entire time. Yeah. But he tells Pullman to take his foot off the chair and the rocking stops. That was funny. It's like, you were yeah. rocking the chair? Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's creepy. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wait, why? Yeah. Why is the chair still rocking? Unbelievable. But Sam asks Foster to canvas nearby businesses to see if they saw anything or anyone weird the night before. He then goes off to his cruiser to get in contact with the FBI. Isn't the FBI a bit much? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, whenever he was driving by the thing, he's like, it's a federal matter. So if anybody knows. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you have him on speed dial or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Hello, FBI. Yes. (laughs) But Sam's call reaches Agent Manners at the bureau, and he asks about the accident involving Jack Frost. Manners says that most of the information is confidential, but it'll help if he can. Sam tells Manners about the death of old man Harper and asks him to confirm that Jack Frost is actually dead. Manners assures him that he is, so Sam just thanks him and gets off the radio. He tells himself that it's over. But back at the bureau, Manners turns to Stone, played by Rob LaBelle, and tells him it's started. <laughs> this is a comedy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that this is the humor that speaks to me. Yeah. yeah. It's understated. A Brit wrote it. Yeah, well, yeah. that's why. So that's good. That's right good. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right now it's good. I wanted to call out Rob LaBelle because I don't know if you remember, but he played Wally Weaver in Watchmen. Oh, shit. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. And apparently his son, Gabriel, is starring in The Fablemans, which is Steven Spielberg's new picture. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. And I think he's playing- Not your homeboy. Well, yeah, we're, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You're working on things. Yeah, we're figuring it out. (laughs) (laughs) But I think he plays like a Steven Spielberg facsimile, because it's kind of based on his life a little. That's cool. thought that was kind of cool. And timely, because, you know, it's out right now. (laughs) Not not a sponsor. (laughs) Not yet. I've not seen it. Seth Rogen's in it. We love Seth Rogen in this house. Yeah. But Stone says that it wasn't meant to happen like this. They hadn't even tested the acid on an amoeba, let alone a human cell. 
but we're driving a vat of it Full at eleven thirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, did he think nobody would be on the road or something? Like, yeah, no, no shit. I see a shit. Why Snowmanton? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent question. But he says that this is a disaster. But Banners tells him to look on the bright side. At least he knows it works. He says it's just a shame that the guinea pig was a homicidal maniac, but Manners says that he's going to put him back in the test tube. Very good. Um, oh, it's good. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why the cover up? Shouldn't people be on the lookout? And then I was like, no, fuck it, of course they're covering it. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> why, would they, why would they tell them everything? That's not. <laughs> why would we be transparent? No, 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 like, never, never, never. Come on. <laughs> but back at the crime scene, Doc Peters, played by Paul Keith, looks over Harper's body. Due to the fractured vertebrae, he suggests that Harper's head was snapped back with force, but just once. He also says that since there's no bruising on the face, something soft must have been used to disperse the pressure. He says he says a mitten or a glove. Yeah. I'd say maybe something else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wintry, but who, right. who knows? Yeah, well, we'll never know. It's a mystery. But nervously. Peters asks Sam if he thinks that the killer will strike again, and Sam says that he isn't sure, but he'll be bolting his door tonight. I was like, yes, radiate calm for the town. Yeah, not, not only <laughs> You're that. You're doing a great job. <laughs> You're the sheriff, you're like, oh no, I'll be yeah. at home. I'm scared. Yeah, yeah, I'll be at home. We're not patrolling <laughs> shit. Yeah. With my door locked. Yes. <laughs> Bolted. Yeah. <laughs> But Anne arrives home from the grocery store, a large snowman on the corner of their property. She snags the grocery bags and heads to the front door, but stops when she hears movement behind her. She turns around, noticing the faceless snowman as eerie music plays. But she just heads inside to find Ryan trying his hand at gingerbread cookies, giving one what appears to be an outfit of shredded coconut. We should probably supervise this child in the kitchen. Yeah, thank you. I, I was gonna, I was gonna ask and be like, I, I, I know there's no way in hell you're gonna leave. Absolutely Jackson. not. No, no, no. no. <laughs> With How the stove old on. is this kid supposed to be? He's, uh, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Like nine, ten. Maybe 11? No, maybe, maybe 12. 12, like 11, 12. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah, but uh, still. Even that. Ari's we, not well, baking shit. No, we bake, but we do it together. Right, right. Yes. It's not like Ari gone and makes them. Uh, it's like, no, yeah. that's not. He made whole ass cookies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a crumb of supervision. That's yes. all I'm asking for. All we're asking for. <laughs> but Anne says that she barely finished cleaning up after his oats this morning. But Ryan assures her that the cookie is extra special. She tells him that they might be but they're not as special as the snowman that he made outside. Ryan looks confused, saying that he didn't make any snowman. Anne just shrugs it off, though, saying that someone built it, but it doesn't have a face. She grabs carrots from the groceries, saying that he should finish it, but before she can finish her sentence, he scoops up the carrots and runs outside, leaving his mom to clean up his mess. A little asshole. <laughs> yeah. That's twice in one day. Yeah. yeah. No more gordon ramsay like <laughs> we're fucking done she's like this is my whole fucking okay. day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it would be a little concerning that somebody is building a snowman in our yard yeah yeah i would say uh, so but if someone did that i don't know if i built a snowman and i go inside for like some hot chocolate or whatever <laughs> and i come out and somebody's fucking putting a face on it yeah. <laughs> like, that's not yours yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my intellectual property yeah. <laughs> sue him for copyright yeah like, don't do that yeah 
But back at the station, a crowd, including Paul and Jake, crowd around Marla's desk in a fervor. As soon as Sam walks in, they ask what he's going to do about old man Harper's murder. Sam says that them rushing around like a bunch of vigilantes isn't going to solve anything, and he tells them to go home to their families. Jake says that Sam's just waiting for this drifter to murder someone else, but Sam says that he isn't. Harper lived five miles out of town, and whoever killed him is probably a hundred miles away by now. I feel like you're making a lot of assumptions. <laughs> yeah. A hundred just- miles, dude. I did laugh because he's like, Harper lives five miles out of town. They're like, we all do. Yeah. <laughs> I did appreciate this is the first time in the whole film that the sheriff gets a little bass in his voice. True. Yeah. Because he's very, uh, what was it, affable, Ray? Yes, yeah. he was. <laughs> Up until now, but yeah, it's like, you have no evidence to support the fact oh, not at all. that yeah. he's 100 miles away. I love that he told Doc Peters, he's like, oh, I'm locking my door. Yeah. He's like, he's long gone. But, yeah. <laughs> but now he's like, yeah, it's just Don't right. even worry. Why are yeah. y'all worried? He's a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> but Paul says that that may be, but he tells the crowd that he's going to keep his store open for ammunition after hours. 20% off for an emergency. I feel like everything in your store is marked up 20%. I think yeah. so, yeah. That's what we're learning. You're getting a little loose with the discount. It did make me laugh. It made me think of Frank on Sunny with Gunther's guns. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say 100% honesty. What we have so far, small town murder. Yeah. yeah. Centered around Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Town in a frenzy. Yeah. Main character's a sheriff. I'm very interested. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I remember there's a fucking snowman on, yeah. <laughs> on the box. You remember why they're in yes, a frenzy. Yes. Like, oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about that roller coaster, guys. Yeah. But they all leave to take advantage of the deal. And Sam is obviously worried about mob justice. Marla halfway jokes that it would be a lot quicker than a jury as she fluffs her hair in the mirror and reaches for her hairspray. Foster pops up asking Marla out to lunch. She says that she isn't ready, and he says that she looks ready, so she sprays him in the face with the hairspray, jokingly, telling him that the power to cloud men's minds is a responsibility that she takes very seriously. (laughs) (laughs) But back outside the Tyler house, Ryan goes to complete the blank snowman. He drags a trash can over to stand on it, getting eye level with it. He then pops that snowman puppet onto his hand, <laughs> I guess for reference. Yeah. <laughs> for reference. That's fucking hilarious. It's like, where did the eyes? <laughs> How the fuck do you make one? Oh, oh, there's the yeah, Okay. He's like, all, all right. right, all right. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you could eyeball a snowman. Yeah. But, oh, God, that's hilarious. Not Ryan. Not Ryan. <laughs> he's like, we're going to fucking get this yeah. right. <laughs> no room for error. <laughs> But thanks to that reference, he confidently places two coal eyes and a carrot nose before digging out a mouth with his gloved hand. Sharp teeth grow behind the new mouth as Ryan looks away for a moment, taking off his glove to complete his work. After a very suspenseful moment, wondering whether or not Ryan's going to lose some fingers, the snowman build is interrupted by Billy Metzner and his nameless street-tough friends all holding sleds. I love that... (laughs) He's, I guess, just standing there patiently <laughs> getting a makeover. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when you think about it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's actually kind of nice. Yes. <laughs> but Billy tells Ryan to move it, speaking in an accent that I don't remember him having. The yeah. Scene. <laughs> I was confused. I was like, where did this yeah. come from? Everybody's... And what is their gang name or what were they? The, the oh. Wolfington brothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 snorted. <you. laughs> 
But when Ryan doesn't move, Billy asks if he's deaf as well as butt ugly. He didn't <laughs> butt ugly. It's like, yeah. Jesus Christ! He didn't even give him a chance to move. Though. No, he didn't. And, and, and butts, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's kind of younger than these boys. Yes, dude. And he's the sheriff's kid. You're really yeah. yeah. They're bold. Really, yeah. I find this hard to believe. Yeah. <laughs> In Jack Frost, I find this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This hard to right believe. here. This nah. is too yeah. far. You're really pushing it. (laughs) But Ryan finishes placing the buttons on the snowman as Billy tells him that this is the middle of a sled run and he and his friends apparently want to partake in it. Ryan is like, this is my dad's front yard. Yeah, it it is. Like, what do you? It was funny to me that he wasn't like, this is my yard or my house. Like, this is my dad's yard. (laughs) Whose name is on the mortgage? (laughs) It's being respectful. He does. I appreciate it. But Billy just threatens to kick his ass again, which means that he's <laughs> run into him quite a few times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess given their history, Ryan decides to vacate. But he whispers to his puppet that he hopes Billy breaks his face sledding, which Billy overhears and is very offended. After noticing Ryan's, quote, killer snowman, unquote, <laughs> he knocks the head off of it, successfully ruining the day of a child. Yeah. Like, why? Billy's got to be like 20. Yeah. Right? No. <laughs> like, don't you have like a term paper to yeah. write? Yeah, piece of shit. <laughs> I'm just so confused. But he does open up the sled run to his friends, telling Ryan all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't give a rat's ass about Ryan's snowman. Kind of rhymes. <laughs> yeah, a little. It's almost there. No. <laughs> it's not as good as the freestyle of no. Tom. Yeah. <laughs> no. Michael Cooney knew what he was doing. <laughs> But we see the snowman's head on the ground furrow its brow before its hand reaches out to trip Billy and he falls right into the path of his friend's speeding sled. On contact, Billy is decapitated and his severed head goes flying. Billy's friends accusing Ryan of murder and Ryan calmly saying, I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Like fucking Bart like, Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> I ordered him to be restrained. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't let him out. <laughs> This was wild. Yeah. Because there were so many witnesses around. Yes, dude. Yeah. I didn't. I was like, oh. We've seen. Somebody, yeah. yeah. Somebody had I to was have... like, Jack Frost is going to be coming for that ass later. Yes. Yeah. I did not expect a fucking beheading yeah. <laughs> right first, now. Right, yeah, right yeah. now. I was kind of shocked because I was like, well, I mean, it's poetic. He did knock off the he snowman's did, head. Yeah. And then the snowman's like, great idea. Yeah. As you stated, <laughs> this is a story of revenge. Right. True, and snowman karma, apparently. Yes. But later, the police arrive, removing Billy's corpse from the blood-stained snow as the town gathers around. In the driveway, Tommy cradles a sobbing Jill as Jake yells at Sally, telling her to stop telling him to calm down. He says as far as he's concerned, there's only one psycho here, and it's Ryan, who he says has been touched by the devil. Come on, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was Come like, on, calm man. down. He makes very bad oats, but that's yeah. that's about the that's worst about thing it. he's yeah. done. <laughs> and he doesn't clean up after himself, but he's a child. <laughs> yeah. Sam obviously disagrees, telling him that he believes Ryan's story. Jake snaps back that Ryan's story is that a snowman pushed Billy into the path of the sled, and he asks if Sam believes that. When Sam doesn't answer, Jake grabs him by the jacket and screams in his face. Sam gets himself loose and says that it wouldn't have even been a fight between Billy and Ryan because Billy is two feet taller than him. 
Jake says that Sam hasn't heard the last of this, threatening the sheriff. Very cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we love to see it. Loved it. He was also screaming at his wife in front of the sheriff. Yeah. And nobody, like, nobody no. gave a fuck. They're like, yeah. that's just Jake. Yeah. Yeah. But Sam tells Jake to go home and that they'll talk about it tomorrow. Jake says that he can't talk about it tomorrow because he has to, and it hits him, look for a place to bury his son tomorrow. I mean, this dude's a dick. Yes. Okay? Yeah. But his still. son was just fucking killed. Yeah, yes. I was going to say, Sam's talk like, about it tomorrow. Yeah, Sam's I mean, like, well, <laughs> why don't you go home and sleep on it? Yeah. Like, dude, sleep <laughs> on it. <laughs> You're being fucking like super dismissive. Yeah. Oh, he is. He is. But somber music plays and Jake tells his family to come on as he heads to their car. Sally apologizes to Sam for Jake's temper as if her son wasn't just murdered. Yeah. yeah. And then walks away with him. But Sam reaches out for Jill as she walks by, but she pulls away from him and he just tells everyone to go home. But he gestures to Father Brannig, played by Charles C. Stevenson, and tells him to keep Billy in all of their prayers. Well, McGonagall, <laughs> Billy is dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not. Dead. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. The prayers aren't going to help anything at no. this point. But Sam joins his family, who stands by their car with Paul, and cradles Ryan, who repeats the story that he's been telling all along that the snowman pushed Billy and goes, he just keeps saying that. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, well, yeah, he's trying to proclaim his innocence. (laughs) (laughs) But someone, we don't see who, scoops up the snowman's head and places it back onto its body, pointing it directly at the Tylers. (laughs) Who did that? I don't know. Who the fuck did that? (laughs) Was that fucking Jake? It felt like... Did he do that? I don't know. It felt like... We're hinting at a an accomplice. Yeah. But no. No. (laughs) It means nothing. He's a good citizen. (laughs) But as Ryan continues to repeat his story, Sam just tells him that he knows. Honestly, if you're Sam, yeah, your son just murdered his bully, right? right. You don't really believe that a snowman fucking Definitely came to life. You, you don't believe that right, a snowman right, 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 came right. to life, but I think that I would think he slipped and fell. Rather Something. than... Because yeah. he's like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And he's right. He does have two feet on him. Like that was, he looked like a grown man he did. Yeah. and this is a child. I'd be like, okay, he slipped and you thought that you saw that. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. You know? One thing I will say though, that does make me laugh and it, it doesn't work in the film's favor, but this outlandish story that Ryan tells. Yeah. Snowman pushed Billy, killed him. Yeah. Nobody talks about this later. <laughs> like, as shit yeah. starts piling and up. And it should be brought up. Absolutely. Yeah. But for several reasons. Oh yeah. yeah. But no. It's like, you know what? My fucking kid just said <laughs> that was yeah. that was his weird right. alibi. <laughs> but later, Anne lights the gas stove inside doing prep work for dinner. Behind her back, an ominous shadow moves across the window and we see its POV from outside the house. But when Anne turns around, it's gone and she just continues chopping vegetables at the dining room t- <laughs> at the dining room table. <laughs> Sam looks over old threatening notes made with magazine cutouts that were sent to him by Jack Frost. Jack's old words from the courthouse are echoing in his head. And one letter simply says, I will find a way. Frost. (laughs) I don't think these would have been. I could not fucking stop laughing. Of course. The 
the whole reason you do the magazine cutout letters is, is to so avoid. Yeah. <laughs> and so they don't know who wrote it. You could have just written the letter. They literally signed it. And Sam is reading these with reading glasses. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking huge. Like, can't see, I, all right? yeah. <laughs> I could not stop laughing. I was also laughing thinking about the them sending them from the jail. Like, oh, yes, we'll send this yeah. <laughs> to the sheriff. That'll be fine. This threatening letter that we haven't checked. <laughs> But Sam gets the shit scared out of him when Anne sidles up, saying that she thought he destroyed those letters. She hugs her husband, telling him that Jack Frost is gone and he can't come back. She says the only place that Jack Frost exists is in Sam's mind and offers to destroy the letters for him. I like how she keeps using the word destroy like they're not just made of paper. Yeah. <laughs> you can just rip them up. If you, you can yeah. rip them. You could burn them. So like... No, we're going to take them to a junkyard yeah. <laughs> where they will be pressed into a cube. <laughs> but as soon as Anne grabs them, they both hear a loud crash outside. Sam grabs and cocks his handgun and also hits his head on the light fixture. So this is the point where I'm like, oh, for whatever reason... They've decided to make him bumbling now. Yeah. yeah. Out of the blue. Yeah. And it kind of right now in a second and later on, they keep being like, well, you can't fucking shoot. Yeah. Like, they yeah, keep yeah, bringing yeah. that up. That doesn't. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I thought that would come up too and it does not. Yeah. No. But Sam creeps towards the front door, pulling it open to find Paul standing there with a bag of salt pellets. They laugh as the tension dissolves, and Paul makes fun of, as you said, Sam's notoriously bad firearm skills. Yeah. I'm like, where did that come from? I don't know. Yeah. He's like, you couldn't hit me anyway. It's yeah. like, well, how do we know that? Yeah. But he apologizes for scaring Sam, leaving the salt on the porch as requested, 20% off. Yeah, of course. He's always trying to... He's got a deal yeah. constantly. <laughs> but at the Metzner house, Jake and Sally sit solemnly in the living room. Sally asks if they should put on the Christmas lights, but Jake is annoyed at the thought. He tells her, your son isn't cold five hours and you want festivities? She tries to apologize, but he tells her to can it. Jill comes downstairs dressed and ready to head out, but Jake stops her asking where the hell she thinks she's going. In the middle of his going off, Jill lets out a Jesus Christ which is just the fire that Jake needed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking for a reason. Yeah. Like, I can work with this. <laughs> he tells her not to forsake the name of the Lord in his house. And she, without a hint of irony or humor, says, the Lord forsook this house long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. That's like Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she says that she's going to see Tommy and she pulls away from her father and leaves. Sally excuses Jill's behavior, saying that she's just upset, but Jake shuts her down, telling her to finish knitting his scarf and that he's going to go get more wood for the fire. Finish my scarf? Yeah. Yeah. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Yeah. Like you got a lot of fucking nerve. And no wonder your son was a little asshole. Like, yeah. You know, oh, shit. Yeah. He learned it from watching you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's even sadder because after he leaves, Sally's like, I'll make a pot of tea. Yeah. It's like, you deserve better. Yeah. I hope he's dead soon. <laughs> <laughs> but outside the house stands the snowman from the Tyler's yard and it's watching Jake's every move. Jake sits down to smoke his pipe on a stump right next to an axe. The snowman repeats Jack Frost's line from earlier that he said in the transport vehicle, say pal, how about a smoke? Jake looks up confused, probably because he wasn't there for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
He's like, is that a reference to something? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, because I don't, uh, I don't I didn't understand. see that part. But he asks who's there. For some reason, assuming that it's Sam. I was like, did that sound like Sam? Yeah, not only that, you can't tell that's not the same snowman from earlier. Right. Yeah. You saw him. Yeah, he was right the fuck yes. there. He's the one that Ryan blamed. I was yeah. going to say he's the one accused of killing your Yes, dad. right. Yeah. He pushed your kid, dude. He's like, get past it. It's fine. <laughs> But when he notices that no one is there, he throws his pipe down and he works his ass off to pull the axe from the stump, encouraged by some kind of weird lines from the snowman. <laughs> yeah. He's like, really? You can do it. Put your back yeah. into it. I was fucking laughing. I, I, I laughed very hard because we've kind of made a habit to look at the parents guide on IMDb. Yeah. Oh my God. Just to get a laugh out of it. But somebody wrote, they're like, and the snowman encourages him. Sexual. <laughs> like, no, it wasn't. Yeah, no, not at all. It was not at all, dude. <laughs> like you're not even close. Yeah. That parents guide is dude, out of control yeah. always. That's the in Halloween they were mad because there was no penis in it. Yes. No, there was no Michael Myers penis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's allowed to stay up. <laughs> that doesn't help any right, parents his at all. Was closed the whole time. Like, it's like, ridiculous. This is what? Yeah. what am I Lots paying for? Lots of titties yeah. though. <laughs> and no, there's not. Yeah. They said that though. Yeah, they but did. But there's not. They were so mad. <laughs> but now holding the axe, Jake steps past the snowman, telling the invisible intruder that he's ready for him. So his mouth isn't moving while he's doing this? I guess not. It's it well, even when it's meant to move later, it barely moves. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. So I mean Fair enough. <laughs> we're asking for too much. <laughs> but Jake then makes his way around the snowman, but when he turns around, a snowy hand pulls the axe away from him and jams it axe handle first down his throat. The snowman quips, Gosh, I only axed you for a smoke. We love a pun after a kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this was very reminiscent of a death and identity. Absolutely. Yep. Yes. I mean, Come on. the breadcrumbs are there. Yeah. Like, we can do this better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did laugh because like this, the snowman bit, I got to be honest, the snowman bit entirely. And I know that's the whole fucking film. Yeah. Is losing me. But <laughs> <laughs> the pun, I was like, I can respect that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I can't remember what show it was. It might. It might have been one of the later seasons of American Horror Story. Yeah. But I was not having a good time. And then they played a song by Nick Cave in the Bad Season. I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you got me back, in. Got me back in. And that's kind of what they did here. <laughs> but inside, Sally rounds the corner with a cup of tea, noticing a small puddle on the floor in the living room. She calms herself down from getting pissed off, hums a Christmas song, and sits in her chair. I was like, all I'm asking for is for you to leave this woman alone. Yes. Yeah. She's been through enough. Leave this woman alone. I got bad news for you. <laughs> oh, God damn. <laughs> because suddenly behind her stands the snowman. The Christmas lights come on in the tree, which Sally says is sweet of Jake to do. Then in a wide shot, the snowman is gone. The lights then turn off. So Sally goes over to fix them. But as soon as she reaches for the plug, it gets pulled away from her. The snowman then materializes behind her and she backs into him getting a handful of snow. Before she can even react, the snowman wraps Christmas lights around her throat, bashes her face bloody into a box of ornaments and shoves one into her mouth. The snowman then smashes her face once again, wraps her in tinsel and throws her onto the tree, the lights buzzing around her corpse. 
again, it's a callback. She said that she wanted to be the angel in the tree. Yeah. So it's trying to, you know, play into that. Yeah. But he wasn't there for that. No, he's not. (laughs) (laughs) He was not at all there for that. Very festive. I mean, in all fairness, she did want festivities. Yes. That's why he got mad. I will say at this point, now that we're like really seeing him in action, he reads more um, marshmallow than snow. That is a fair point. Like he looks comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's soft when she backed into him she's like hey yeah, that's nice. pretty nice i did and it was like we talked about earlier with the jack frost that we see on the box yeah yeah i really did think that it was going to be more of a like grotesque right yes. right, right snowman it reminded me i don't know if you remember i watched zodiac like so often yeah uh, there's a line from one of his letters and he had said i look like the sketches only when i do my thing the rest of the time, I look completely different. <laughs> and, and that's what I thought Jack Frost would be. <laughs> I, only when he's doing the yeah. And then he goes back to looking like a snowman. Yeah. Like he's frosty by day. Yeah. And then he's like the skeleton thing by he's night. Jack right, Frost right. by night. Very good. But uh, no, he's just. No, he's just frosty. They had one snowman. Yeah. <laughs> he's frosty the whole time. All the time, all day, every day. But Paul, terrible with his timing once again, walks up to the open door of the Metzner's house with a salt delivery. The snowman takes notice of him, asking what he'd like for Christmas. Paul drops the salt and runs away as the snowman snags Jake's scarf and throws it on. I will say, I don't know why. It made me laugh because the way that Paul reacted was as if he's seen the snowman. Yeah. Because <laughs> he goes, oh, God, like he's back. Yeah, yeah. It was very strange. It was funny to me that he was using like Santa quips. When yeah. You're, you're not you're Santa. Not, you're, you're a goddamn you're snowman. You're a snowman. Yeah. He's like, I'm broadening my horizons to, to just Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> just all around. Just give me all of it. <laughs> but we cut to Sam, Pullman, and Foster standing over Sally's corpse. Sam tries to keep things calm, telling him to get a photographer, but Foster can't contain himself. He says someone needs to get Jill and tell her that her family's dead, and then he remembers that she's only 18, and this is much worse to him. Sam says that he needs to keep it together because they have a job to do, and he gives his orders. Find Jill, then get Doc Peters and bring him up here to look at Sally. Pullman jokingly asks Sam if they think that they should keep her up for the 12 days of Christmas or no, Foster immediately vomits. Come on, dude. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Come on. I get the the dark humor or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, y'all have never seen some shit like this before. No, no, no. Like, no. You should not be cracking jokes. No. no. He literally said that they had never seen a murder in, snow- in Snowminton. Yeah. <laughs> and here they, they were are. all in her face. Yeah. Was like, hey, yeah. Back up. Dude, chill out. Fucking Pullman pops a Pez. From, yes. Yeah. <laughs> from a snowman, Pez dispenser. Of course. It's a little on the nose, but we get it. <laughs> on the carrot nose. <laughs> <laughs> but back at the station, Sam puts his jacket on a hook, speaking blindly to Marla, telling her to call around to locate Jill and to also call the FBI to get, and he says, some asshole named Manners on the phone. But when he turns around, he sees Manners sitting in Marla's desk. Sam asks who he is, and Manners tells him he's the asshole. I mean, he is right. He is yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. The thing was, here's where I got confused. Sam has not been like this. Yeah. No. To call Manners an asshole. <laughs> and the only interaction he had with Manners, Manners was very polite <laughs> yeah. to him. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, what the fuck is going on? But from this point forward, Manners is a total dick. They're, yeah, they're at is. odds yeah. with each other. For yeah, no reason. It's really weird. And really out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> But Manners assumes Sam to be Sheriff Tyler, which he is, and introduces himself formally. Sam asks, FBI? 
and Manners says, sure, why not? Why? No, are, are you FBI Yeah, that's not? the question. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> I, yes or no? <laughs> but Manners also introduces Stone as Agent Stone, and he sits across the room. Again, interesting. So mm-hmm. FBI or no? It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But Manners says that Old Man's Harper's murder matches the MO of someone they know. He asks Sam if the MVs have been moved yet, and Sam asks, motor vehicles? Manners says, no, murder victims. Matches the MO of someone they know. I guess. Like, wasn't his head just pushed back? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen that before. Yeah. I thought that the person they were looking for used to, like, put people in pies and shit. Yeah. Oh, like, that's yeah. true. No shit. Fucking Mrs. Lovett over here. Yeah. yeah. And Sweeney Todd, but you get punched in the face with a mitten. Yeah. Right. Like, same thing. That's Jack yeah. Frost. <laughs> it's got Jack Frost written all, all over it. <laughs> And also, why is fucking Sam like clueless now? Yeah. Yeah. Motor vehicles. It's like, dude, you, you, you're the sheriff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, the way I took it, it, it was more of a, the, like he said, this has never happened. Okay. So he doesn't ha- he doesn't understand what's going what on. What a murder victim yeah, is. Yeah. He's okay. like, wait, what? Like, you know, very, he's very simple. You know what I mean? The motor vehicles, what? No, dude, murder victim. Oh, well, we don't have that we, here. Yeah, that's okay. not, yeah that okay. doesn't happen in uh, Snowminton. <laughs> <laughs> not here in yeah. Snowminton. No, no, no. I'll allow it. But Sam says that they haven't been moved, and Manners asks him to take them to the crime scene. But Manners says if everything checks out as he thinks that it will, they'll have a task force here by midnight. Sam asks if this means that the case is out of his hands now, but Manners tells him that the case was never in them. Suck it, Sheriff. <laughs> right. But why? But yeah, yeah, I know. I don't. <laughs> Dude, he's here. Yeah. Well, and why is help. Sam like, so it's not mine anyway? You don't care. No, he really doesn't. Yeah. Like, I don't, you're not even equipped for this. You didn't even know what MV meant. The, the, only, <laughs> 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 the only thing that I could think of as well is I'm like, well, if it's like the driver of the transport vehicle said, if you guys remember back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had said the FBI chased him over 12 states yeah Yeah. this dude catches him in five minutes yeah if your manners i guess you would be a little pissed off right right okay because he doesn't get any credit for any of it so i'm like but manners walks out passing marla who we had no idea was there because he was sitting in her desk yeah and for some reason she reacts like a sitcom and she goes you were right the first time sam asshole (laughs) yeah (laughs) waiting for the ooh yeah seriously (laughs) the camera even lingered it's like where's the studio audience (laughs) don't go there (laughs) but we get a random shot of paul hoofing it down a snowy street before we're taken back to the metzner house stone tests the wet footprints which confuses sam but manners says that a footprint can be as accurate as a fingerprint in identifying a suspect there is a neat pov shot from the puddle yeah it's like something out of breaking bad (laughs) (laughs) but stone notices something the puddle can alter its own molecular structure it can freeze and unfreeze at will it melted came through the doggy door and then refroze inside i was like all right now we're now y'all just extra corners like we don't need this but manners corrects him you mean jack frost came in and refroze on the inside of the house He asks Stone what the hell he let loose in this town, and the puddle suddenly freezes. Oddly, there's no reaction to this. Yeah. At all. No. (laughs) All right. (laughs) 
But outside, Doc Peters is confused by the findings on Jake's corpse, saying it somehow forced the handle straight down with immense power. Sam notices Peters referring to the killer as it, which Peters just shrugs off as a figure of speech. No, it's not. It's really not. (laughs) Yeah. It's not at all. He goes, it's just a figure of speech. But whoever did this is an animal. (laughs) It's like, okay. Very cool. Very cool. (laughs) But after finding the backdoor key on Jake's person, Peters wonders how the killer was able to get inside through a locked door. Manners pops up, asking if he's missing something, but Sam excuses their conversation as stereotypical small town gossip. It's like, why aren't you coordinating? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is, what's the issue? But Manners says that Sam's theory was right. The killer must have locked the door after entry. So now he's just flat out lying to him. Yeah. Yeah. Peters goes to say something, but Sam stops him. Manners says Sam will have to institute a curfew without giving any extra information, telling him to keep the townsfolk out of his way and they'll get along just fine. I mean, well, since you asked nicely, (laughs) I guess. Dude, I just don't understand. He comes into town on this investigation. Yeah. He's like, but keep them the fuck away. (laughs) It's like, what do you think is going to like, No, I swear to God. Uh, What is it? Flies with honey, right? Ideally. Yes. But Sam just says, sure. And Manners tells him not to pout. There's a madman on the loose and he's going to take him out for him. But behind them, the men carry out the entire Christmas tree with Sally's corpse still attached to it. I think that was supposed to be a sight gag. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, dude, this is dark. (laughs) That's grisly, dude. (laughs) Poor woman. But Sam arrives back in town right in front of the displays for the snowman competition. As he gets out of the car, Pullman hands him the official order for the curfew and they head over to Father Brannig, who is talking to Foster. They then head inside the church behind the snowman, where apparently a lot of the townsfolk have been gathered. The curtains open on a stage inside to reveal Sam, who walks over to a podium. It's like, weren't you just walking in? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How'd you get this They're entrance? They're cheering for his ass. Yeah, it's like, what the hell? <laughs> but they all applaud him, yeah. <laughs> when he tells them that the heat will be turned on soon, but he tells them that they have a situation. We then see Father Brannig turning on the furnace in the basement, which he says ought to cheer everyone up. Not Jack. No. I was like, I don't think Jack's going to be very happy about that furnace. (laughs) No, no, no. I did. I thought that because he was alone down here. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's dead. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But we're just setting something up for later. Yeah. But Sam tells the crowd that the town is under a 24-hour curfew and to their groans tells them that it's for their own safety. We also see that Anne and Ryan are there. So it looks like the entire town has been gathered here. But there are suddenly loud bangs on the door outside and a voice clearly screaming, the snowman. (laughs) (laughs) But Sam just keeps talking. He says Father Brannig is keeping the church open and they can all sleep here community style. He asks them to stay off the phones, though, except in cases of emergency. But the crowd is distracted by the noises outside, which finally gets Sam's attention. Pullman and Foster look outside and tell him that it's Paul Davro. Outside, Paul is just smashing all the snowmen for the competition. (laughs) (laughs) His only defense, he goes, the fucker's a snowman. (laughs) And he's right. He's right. He is right. (laughs) But he is promptly tackled and pulled away to the front of the building with Sam asking him to explain. So again, at this point, you have Ryan's alibi. Yeah. You have Paul, who you know, saying... The fucker's a snowman. Who's who's also, not to discredit the kid, but he's a grown-up. Yes. 
And he's saying the exact same thing. Exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, that was an issue that I had because you know him. Yeah. Like, this seems snow, snow minton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seems like a very small town. Uh-huh. He's not acting that way for no reason. Yeah. No. Paul tells him that he doesn't understand. And he says somewhat unintelligibly, but completely true, that Sally had lights coming out of her and that the snowman was seven feet tall. He tries to rush away, but Manners pops up with stone, socking Paul right in the face, knocking him out. There was a punch sound effect. Yes, there yeah. was. That was really working overtime. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been like the Adam West Batman. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Just pow or something. <laughs> but Sam says he didn't have to do that. But Manners says that Paul is a danger to the public and a threat to his operation. But... I th- it's ridiculous because Manners and Stone know better than anyone that Paul yeah, is he's telling, telling the, truth. the truth. Yeah, but yeah. I think that's why they wanted to silence him. But they're not really transparent to be like, that's a threat to our operation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What operation? Exactly. Like, all he did was smash some snowmen. Yeah. yeah. Like, that. Well, he's like, my operation was to win the snowman yeah. competition. <laughs> <laughs> and he's fucking it up for me. <laughs> but Manners orders Sam to get his act together or you'll have to have him replaced. Sheriffs are elected, by the way. You can't just... Yeah, yeah like, why do you fuck? say fuck me, though? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I didn't do anything. Not at all. But he walks away, dragging Stone with him. Foster asks, what the hell's eating him? And Pullman says, I bet it isn't his girlfriend. Uh, good one, guy. It's it's <laughs> <laughs> you say good one, I'll just, it's one. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a thing he says. Yes, it is. It was a line in the film. <laughs> but he says that Sam should have knocked him out, which I'm sure would have totally helped with their case. But Yeah, I'm like they're cops and yeah. he's like you should have you should have whooped his ass <laughs> in front of everyone <laughs> but foster takes paul away who still babbles about the long carrot nose and sharp teeth of the snowman and against his own light hesitance sam asks pullman to check out the davros place to see what could have set him off it's at this point as paul's being dragged away ryan's inside like <laughs> ask yeah say now you were talking yeah, yeah. earlier when you said a snowman, snowman like murdered that kid what did you like an actual yeah <laughs> is that what you meant is that like some kid's nickname yeah. <laughs> but pullman does as he's told driving over to the davros place giving a master class in passive aggression but chills out a bit when he realizes that he could catch the killer and be a hero but he screeches to a stop in the middle of the road when he sees the snowman now scarfed and holding a stop sign. That's a lot. Uh, yeah. I do really love that he kept that scarf for himself. He did. <laughs> well, it's a nice scarf. And again, I don't, he doesn't have the defrost on. He's not using windshield wipers. Oh, no. Like he's just looking out no, of a tiny a hole. hole. <laughs> yeah. That's how we drive in yeah. snowman. Apparently. They're, you're used to it. They're just used to it. <laughs> I will say again, Pullman, I believe, was there to hear everything. Yeah. Heard, even if you don't, if, if you're like, it's a kid, he doesn't know what he's talking about. You'd still be suspicious. You just heard Paul. Yeah. yeah. And there is a snowman in the middle of the road holding a stop sign. Just run over him. Well, yeah. They didn't or think that. Not. It would just be a little suspicious is all I'm trying to say. Right. <laughs> but Pullman immediately steps out of the car and walks over to the snowman. A spooky version of Deck the Halls begins to play as Pullman opens up the trunk to grab a shovel, momentarily obstructing his view. 
when he closes the trunk, the snowman is gone, and all that's left is the stop sign resting in a puddle. This is why Manners and Stone should have shared with the rest of the class. Yeah. Yeah. Because... But you can't you can't share that information without being like, oh, it's a killer snowman. Yeah. <laughs> also and true. And it's yeah. actually Jack Frost. That is a fair point. He's on the list. Yeah. <laughs> That's too many things at once. <laughs> but Pullman tries to explain it away. Thermal updrafts, he says. Sure. We've all heard of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as he puts the shovel back into the trunk, he notices the snowman is now in the driver's seat of his cruiser. All right. <laughs> sure. What is he? What what is he driving with? Yeah, I don't know. that's what I was gonna say. How a, was a he round, driving? A big round <laughs> ass, <laughs> like a, a stick. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I, sure. <laughs> a big round I, ass. He's, he's a fucking snowman, yeah. dude. A three-tiered <laughs> snowman. But it backs the car up, running Pullman over, and then flips on the sirens and drives away. You didn't need to. That was insult to injury. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. But back at the church, Sam checks in with Ryan, who is tossing snowballs inside with his friends, as you do. But he learns that Anne went home to grab more blankets. But even worse, she went alone. Now, at no point does Sam ask Ryan about the snowman. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, he doesn't. He's like, you you guys have fun now. And then just, that's it. But at their house, we hear police sirens wailing outside. Anne steps out of the laundry room with blankets as the car parks outside. Anne assumes that it's her husband, but suddenly, water begins leaking from underneath the sink. She opens it cautiously, but is jump-scared by Foster, who rushes in to fix the leak. The way that she opened it was hilarious. Yeah. The suspense of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why are you? And she's on the floor. Yeah. Like it, it was, it was a lot. And in all fairness, that only that's playing into what we know about Ex- Jack Frost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she has no idea. Once again, you weren't there for that. <laughs> but the pipes have burst from the ice. Foster says that they ought to get that fixed, and Anne, getting her shit rocked by Foster scaring her, says that they ought to fix him. Oh, Anne. Yeah. Yeah, she's a card. <laughs> But back at the church, Sam and Manners contentiously go over roadblocks on a map, Marla impressed by Sam's mild snark whenever he returns Manners' sarcasm. The dick swinging contest is so weird. Yeah, it it was a little weird. It came out of nowhere and it just like keeps mounting really for no reason. Yeah. I think back to their first phone call and Manners is like, well, I'm afraid that's confidential, but I'll help you as best I can. Yeah. It's like, yeah, what an asshole. Fuck that guy. (laughs) But at the house, Foster walks Anne through the process of fixing their pipes. He lets her in the passenger seat of the cruiser and goes completely silent until he opens the driver's side door, bombarding her with more instructions. That's the gag I like. I like that. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. It's quiet. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Right. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> but as he pulls away, the camera pans over to a tree outside the house where Jill and Tommy are hiding. For some reason, and though Tommy is hesitant... Jill wants to break into the Tyler's house. Why are y'all here? I have no idea. This I is the sheriff's understand. house. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a little strange. I was like, I, you could be anywhere. Why are you going to the sheriff's house? Anywhere. Yeah. And what? your brother was murdered here. Yeah. Here. Oh, it was here. Yeah. I think what confused, it's not like they're going in to ransack the place. No. Right. They're just going in to have a good time. Yeah. yeah. Which makes even less. the place. Well, let's, yeah. let's go back. <laughs> let's, uh. Little decorum, please. Yeah. <laughs> but when Tommy is hesitant, 
Jill just decides to go on her own and Tommy eventually and reluctantly joins her. She turns on a lamp inside, but Tommy shuts it off, saying to keep the lights out. Jill feigns fear and says that she'll need a big boy to look after her, reaching down and fondling the old, you know, Yule log. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yule log! <laughs> I, this, is, this is absurd, but the first time I wrote this... <laughs> The first time I wrote this sentence, I said fondling the old dong area. And <laughs> I realized I should make it festive. Yulog <laughs> is Yule log was better. Thank you. So you're welcome for the rewrite. Not just the dong, but the dong area. area. Well, their hand was, it was around everywhere. <laughs> but accompanied by what I guess is supposed to be sexy Christmas music, the two strip but they're both very well layered, so it takes a while for them to get down to their, I guess, long johns. Yeah. My note was not sexy Christmas music. They had a lot of clothes on. Too. Yeah, yeah he had to sit down. Yeah. Like, he sat on the floor. So this is taking longer yeah. than... And when they're done, they're still fully clothed. Yes, <laughs> yes. I see, and I think that's what it is for me. Like, that was very... That's a very funny gag. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. That quiet comedy, not Jack Frost being like, I'm a cold-blooded or whatever. No. That loses me well no, I, hope, I love it I hope, <laughs> I hope you start liking the jack frost quips because we're getting a lot more oh yeah <laughs> that's like not gonna stop they, they got a note halfway through the rewrite they're like more yeah <laughs> more of these <laughs> but tommy watches button by button but jill stops undressing telling him that if he really wants some season's greetings she wants a fire lit and a bottle of wine I think this family is going to notice if you start a roaring fire (laughs) in their fireplace. Yeah. And you don't even know how long they're going to be gone. No. You don't know where Sam is. You don't know anything. But she says to come get her when he's ready. After she leaves, he says that if he was any more ready, he'd explode. I'm like, come on. Sir. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) That's fucking hilarious. My God. (laughs) That's funny because I know that at some point I've had a monologue like this. Oh, my God. With my... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, but it's not it's not festive not at like, all no. he didn't say you no, log. But, oh, okay, well. <laughs> i thought that was the fucking funny i was like oh come on it was i think the funny part was that he said it to himself yeah well, he's no, like now, yeah. now i gotta go gather wood yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got enough wood right here no he's no. Like, oh my god <laughs> this is <laughs> we're taking a turn it's not festive <laughs> <laughs> But in the Tyler's bedroom, Jill just makes herself at home using Anne's blow dryer. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You don't know. Like if some <laughs> music's going, yeah, lights yeah. on. Like metal yeah. metal Christmas music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I will say, though. I don't mind some of the music it's in not this bad. movie. It's no Silent Night, Deadly Night. We didn't go. We didn't no. say that. All right? well, nothing is. Like, yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. But still in the kitchen. Tommy finds a bottle of wine, but after discovering it's warm, goes to the freezer to get some ice. He opens up the freezer and uses an ice pick to chip away at it. It's just the loose ice. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, hold on, though. This looked more like frost. Yeah. Yes. Like, why are you putting that in your I'd be girlfriend's mad. cup? Yeah. I'd be yeah. mad. I do not know. And the other thing, okay, I swear to God, I watched this movie twice. Yeah. <laughs> I can't prove this. But I think there's a fucking carrot in the freezer. There is. <laughs> there is. There is. No, I, t- yeah. Is that misdirection? I thought or it was Jack no, Ross. Yeah. yeah. Is that. he in two places at once? Because <laughs> we get a POV shot from outside the house. Clearly he can do, he yes, can do anything. Yeah, whatever he wants. <laughs> there are no rules. <laughs> what are the rules? 
But Tommy puts that dirty freezer ice into the glass, which we see in slow motion for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I was like, oh, it's it's him. Jack it's yeah. a part of him. Yeah. I thought that they were going to drink it and like explode these children. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, for a minute I did too, honestly. Like, but no, I say children, but they're like 20 something. Yeah. <laughs> But suddenly, a snowball hits the window, startling Tommy, and Jill hears it in the other room. Tommy slinks down, thinking it's Sam for some reason. <laughs> I always throw snowballs at my house yeah. before <laughs> At my own home. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny to me because Jake thought that it was Sam earlier when he's like, how about a smoke or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is Sam's reputation in this, <laughs> <laughs> this town? <laughs> But Tommy calls out to who he thinks is Sam, telling him that it's Tommy Davro and he's not a burglar. He tries to arm himself with something from a drawer and after going through a few non-threatening utensils, finds the ice pick again. Again, he thinks so it's Sam. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to murder the yes. sheriff? Yes. After you broke into his <laughs> yeah. house? Absolutely. But he creeps over to the back door and looks out the window. When he doesn't see anything, he opens the door asking who's there. After a few attempts at this, he's finally answered with a punch in the face from the snowman who tells him, well, it ain't fucking frosty. I know that you loved that line because of how you delivered it. Uh, <laughs> I gotta say, I love that he's fully embracing who he is. Yeah. He's like, look, I'm here. I'm a snowman. Yes. I'm just gonna make the best of it. I, I'm not frosty. Yeah. I'm just like, I have another snowman. This is the moment I was like, there's no existential quandary. No. <laughs> we're just we're just giving quotes for the VHS box. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> Within 24 hours, we fully embrace yeah, the situation. It's bad. Like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. You got to like appreciate that commitment. Absolutely. Yeah. Even though the line doesn't not work for me at all. <laughs> Even though it's your favorite <laughs> line in the film. Oh, wow. <laughs> it ain't fucking frosty. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you got to say it. <laughs> you don't have to like it, but you got to say it. <laughs> but in a shot from the snowman's POV, like we see his arms and everything. Yeah, uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is like the Jack Frost video game. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I did hear in an interview that the reason that they did that POV shot was out of necessity because ah. they had said that the snowman was fucking massive. Okay. And like, there was no way he said every time the snowman's in the frame, he takes up like the entire frame Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no way to shoot around him. It's like, so let's make it look like street fighter. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> but with metal music blaring in the background, Tommy goes after him with the ice pick when it has no effect. Tommy asks, what are you? The snowman answers, the world's most pissed off snow cone. <laughs> now again. Yeah. <laughs> I implore they you. <laughs> they don't all land. No, they don't. And snow cones, uh, they, don't, they don't feel emotion. No. <laughs> so he's the only. Yes. This doesn't work. <laughs> this just, Any amount this, of pissed yeah, off. You've already become. Call Guinness <laughs> because you've. <laughs> hey this is this is a long one this is gonna be a lot <laughs> strap in folks but now with the power that we did not know he had and while talking more shit the snowman shoots icicles from his hands impaling tommy against a door with some strange baseball jargon the snowman pitches the final icicle through tommy's head which impales him we see through the other side of the door as it's pulled out but his brain beats like it's his heart for some reason. Yeah, yeah, I didn't understand that either. I was like, oh, it was his chest? No? Yeah, no. I was like, okay. 
Yeah. He's really thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Racking like, his brain. What, yes. what is he? Right. He's, He's like, not snow a snow cones cone. Are yeah, yeah, what no. the fuck? <laughs> that joke doesn't make any sense. What's the tag on? I don't know. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Who wrote this <laughs> I did want to say, I do want to say, if you think back to John Carpenter's Halloween. Right. Bob goes and gets a drink, gets impaled for his efforts right, by right. Michael Myers. And then Michael goes and does whatever with Linda. Yeah. yeah. Very similar thing happening for here. Sure. Right, right. I figured it had to be an homage yeah. of some kind. I'm sure. But Jill continues to do her hair. <laughs> she heard the snowball earlier, but she didn't hear any of that. Yeah, She's like, no. my hair's not dry yet. She's like, is it She's a pissed off drying- snow cone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's been drying her hair for like 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's a little absurd. And it's especially absurd with what happens next. Yeah. Yeah. Makes no sense. <laughs> but the music hits a guitar solo and Jill steps out of the room to see that a bathtub has been drawn for her. Assuming it was Tommy, she calls down thanking him. We get a shot of Tommy's corpse. It's like, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it wasn't yeah. Tommy. <laughs> but Tommy didn't run that bath. Get this, gang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he, like, nodding his head? He's yeah. Like, <laughs> there's, like, I don't know if the base of the music is, like, moving him. Yeah. It's his brain. It's still uh, pulsing. Uh, right. <laughs> his brain's beating. It just happens. But she gets naked and steps into the bath. And in very odd, tight shots, she bathes herself. I was confused she, because it's legitimately, this is like 90% neck and shins. This, right. Like, <laughs> shins. Yeah. She's using their bare ass bar soap. Yes, she yeah. is. On, you do not know what the sheriff or his wife have going on. Her yeah. face. That is absurd. Yeah. This is just. Yeah, don't put the raw bar of soap. No. no. Don't do that. She's like chewing on it. And shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as she rises out of the water, her hair soaking wet. So why did, again. Yeah. Why'd you dry it? Why did you spend an hour drying it? <laughs> Waste of time. The camera pulls back and we see a large puddle on the bathroom floor. Suddenly, Jill complains about the water getting colder, assuming that Tommy is somehow responsible for it. Of course, he's not. He's yeah. not there. No, the faucet's not on. No, but I thought when she tried to get into the water, it would be freezing. Me too. Yeah. I was like, so but- you, he, we ran a warm bath? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this <Confused>. makes no <laughs> sense. <laughs> but the water then turns to snow, and she rises up with her arms trapped inside the reformed snowman. It appears that he bashes her to death against the bathtub wall, throwing her body to the floor afterward with blood pouring out of her mouth. There's also a torn shower curtain. Yeah. It's an homage to Psycho. Clearly. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. But, and I'm very sorry, trigger warning, the carrot is missing from the nose of the snowman during this, and after Jill is murdered, he places it back onto his nose, makes jokes about Christmas coming early, smokes a pipe, and says that he should probably send flowers. So, yeah. It felt like they were like, what are all the like after sex jokes that we can think of? Just, and yeah, let's pick the best one. But then they were like, no, we'll just do all of them. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got out of this. That was it. It And it seems tacked on because it was. Okay. And you yeah. can you can, you can feel tell. it. Yeah. 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 I saw an interview with Michael Cooney. And he said that what you see is what it's supposed to be. The snowman rises up from the tub and just bashes her to death against the wall. Yeah. That's it. But 
what had happened was on the first take of this, they, and it was, it's surprising to hear all the stunt coordination that went in with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they had them on like a riser and a gimbal underneath the tub. That is dug out. Oh, yeah. shit. And okay. So that's how they're rising up like yeah, that. Yeah. And then the gimbal was supposed to, you know, just slam her against the wall. Yeah. And so what was going on was whenever they do this on the first take, the carrot nose jams Shannon Elizabeth right next to her eyeball. Oh, no. And so... So so take it off. They take it out, and they're like, well, then we'll just do it without the carrot. Yeah. Just because he reformed doesn't mean he needs to be whole. Right, right, right. And so that was their idea going into it, but then they get into the editing bay, and the editor has an idea. Yeah. Because he says it looks like something else is happening. Yeah. And they decided to add that those all like five comments yeah which it's it, like we we get it yeah, yeah we've okay. got it yeah. yeah you've turned that into this. exactly yeah. because that's not at all what it looks it's like it's not even it's what happened not. and when when she's laying in the water you see the carrot floating in the water you do that's where the carrot was so then, floating yeah. in the fucking water that's, yeah. yeah yeah but of course it's been taken it's taken on yeah no the implication of it right but michael cooney himself he doesn't even like it he says if he goes he was a young filmmaker who wasn't as experienced didn't know how to handle that situation was like sure yeah he says now he wouldn't have done it. Yeah, yeah. he wasn't really a take charge guy back uh, then. Like, I get it. <laughs> he made it me, happens. He made me laugh, though, because he said, he goes, he wants to pull a George Lucas and just add a CG carrot to the snowman's face Yeah, for future releases, but I don't know if they're going to do it. But moving past that, back at the church, Marla receives a printout and hands it to who she calls Bad Manners. Which <laughs> That's funny. Just immature. Sam is a bit worried as they haven't heard from Pullman since he left and he asks Marla to look into it. Manners regretfully informs them that with the snowstorm coming into Denver, they won't be able to get the choppers off the ground, but he says that his reinforcements can just use the roads. Sam and Marla laugh, telling him that they're in the middle of the Snowminton Bowl, 20 miles in either direction, and if it's anything like the week prior... You wouldn't be able to get through that even with a snowplow, and it would take more than an hour if you had one. Didn't they just do this on 30 days a night? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> right. The stranded. Yeah. yeah. They're <laughs> like, the sun's not going to come up for 30 yeah, days. <laughs> Is that this film? Are we doing <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> but Manners realizes that his planned reinforcements won't be coming at all and gets worried, as does Stone, who says that they can't let him escape. <laughs> Just giving a yeah yeah sure Dude, give it be all away cool. yeah. <laughs> but Sam assures him that no one will be getting in or out, and Manners immediately asks what weapons they have available in the town. Sam reminds him that they're just a small town sheriff's office, and Stone has had it. He says he told Manners the conventional weapons were useless against him. Sam's like, I'm sorry, what? What are you two talking? Yeah, about? <laughs> seriously. <laughs> But Manners tries to shut it down as Stone says that the company should have been called in instead of some bureau mercenary. Sam asks for more info, but Manners says that it's on a need-to-know basis. But Marla hears police sirens outside, assuming it to be Pullman returning back from his patrol. After Sam tells Manners that they're not finished with this subject, they head outside. When they get outside, they see Pullman's car, but no sign of Pullman. Sam, the fool feels the driver's seat and says, well, wherever he is, he's soaking wet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's why you're the sheriff. Yeah. Like, holy shit. 
In an odd shot, Manners grabs a pistol from a briefcase of like an arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> I was where did he get th- I've never seen this. Who knows? Didn't he didn't have it early? I don't know. Yeah. But Marla notices a scarf on the ground and she recognizes it as Jake's, even though he's never worn it because Sally she wasn't was finished it. with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing. Yeah. But she picks it up against Sam's protests, and as she does, the snowman regenerates behind her. Manners seemingly makes short work of him with his pistol, but he promptly puts himself back together, boasting that he's made in America. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. What? I was like, is he practicing these one-liners when he's off screen? Yeah. And, like, and, if, and if I get put back together, yeah. like, it's like, Jesus Christ. It sounded like he was also laughing at his own joke. Yeah. yeah. He's proud. But I'm like, so he's just letting it all hang out now. Like, yeah. you, you don't give a fuck anymore. Well, he's come to terms with being a snowman. I yeah. guess. And the fact that we have just recently learned about this, like, water quirk that he has. Yeah. So now he's going to use it every Every he's five minutes. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. yeah. He's going to join the X-Men after this. Yeah. We've seen what happened to Senator Kelly. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. But they all rush inside, locking the door. I did laugh because Stone just stands in the way. Yeah. And Marla's like, move. Yeah. Like, like five times. It's fucking hilarious. Also, the way that Sam has been flashing back to Jack Frost screaming at him on the steps yeah. for the entire yeah. movie. I was a little surprised that he... The voice. His voice gave yeah. him no pause. Yeah. Or Ryan said that there was a... Yeah. yeah. Nah. Paul said that yeah. there was a... <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. Anything. None of that. But back inside the station, Manners asks what the building is made of, hoping its material will be safe enough to keep them safe, but this just inspires more questions from Sam. I thought he was asking like if the office was tough or something. <laughs> He's like, wait, wait. what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Sam demands to know what that was, and Manners tells him it's Jack Frost. Sam says Jack Frost died, but Stone says Jack Frost changed. Uh, and Stone's very smiley yeah. throughout all this. I'm like, He's like, we had you fooled the yeah. whole time, dude. <laughs> I, one, and this is like a massive pet peeve of mine is when as a member of the audience yeah we're 10 steps ahead of the protagonist yeah, yeah. like we know we we know his powers yeah well because we, we gotta wait for him to finally be like oh it's like yeah you know, it's but like, we know known. we know yeah yeah we've been knowing this yeah but suddenly they hear water leaking from under the door and sam remembers the footprints at the metzner's <laughs> he's like if i fits us yeah <laughs> <laughs> I did laugh because they said that this was when this was a $35 million film. Yeah. The fucking regeneration of the snowman was going to be a huge deal. I oh, bet. I bet. Yeah. Like a Terminator. Yeah. Kind of a thing. But because of the budget and it being like half a million dollars for the whole fucking thing. Yeah. It's just a water hose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. But it, it sure. works. No. Yeah. We get what's going on. But this made me laugh because Sam's eyes are drawn. <laughs> to a note from Jack Frost on the wall reading, I'll find a way. Yeah. We hear Jack Frost's voice screaming this. Yeah. And I also remember that Anne took these notes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it on the wall? Not only that, but he's got it pinned up on the board. Like, don't forget you're here forever. (laughs) (laughs) Why did he have that? I have no idea. Jack must have put it up there. Uh, I don't know. He's like, you're not going to get get it on your own. Let me help. (laughs) And Jack doesn't know that Sam's been thinking about this every day. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I should probably remind him. That might be helpful. (laughs) 
But this, and again, this made me laugh out loud as well because Manners is like, <laughs> I can't remember his exact line. Yeah. But he's like, everybody stand back. And he shoots the puddle and he goes, that didn't work. Yeah. What the, <laughs> what the fuck? You thought that was going to work? Apparently. Yeah. No, I, I would say I was like, really, dude? Yes. That's what it is. He's like, I can solve this yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> But Stone says that Jack Frost can only be hurt when he's frozen, which is just another rule that we're adding for no reason. Yeah. But Sam rushes them out to another room, and as Jack Frost regenerates, Sam uses Marla's hair dryer on him, which seems to work for the moment. Didn't they shoot him when he was frozen? Oh, yeah, and it didn't and do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He made a joke, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that was the Made in America Yes, it was. So he can't be hurt, it's, period. <laughs> But Stone calls out for Sam not to hurt Jack Frost, which, fuck off. Yeah. What are you talking about? Are you out of your mind? But unfortunately for Sam, the hairdryer unplugs, and he literally just goes, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing? What is that? What is happening? <laughs> but he goes to rejoin the group in the holding cells, closing and locking the door behind him. Manners asks for cleaning supplies or aerosol so they can blow this place up. Manners and Stone then begin to argue, and Stone tries to wrestle the aerosol can away from him, but gets thrown up against the wall by Manners and dragged away after saying Jack Frost proves his work. So that's why he didn't want him to hurt him. Yeah. Trying to win the Nobel Prize or something. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Sam and Marla get their cans ready, duct taping them to spray on a constant mist. I wouldn't have thought of that. I got to admit. No, yeah, no, that was yeah. smart. No, yeah. That was actually very smart. But they go to break out of a window in the back, but they realize it's locked. Manners, the fool, goes to shoot the lock, but Sam <laughs> says that he'll blow them all up. Why don't y'all just break the glass? Thank know. you. <laughs> Thank you. I have no idea. They're like, oh, the lock. Yeah, though, I can't. was waiting for somebody to break it, and <laughs> no. they never did. They never. Don't. They never, never did. They're like, well, we still have to use the sheriff's <laughs> yeah. station. Oh, wait, they're trying to blow it up. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. At this point, Sam realizes that the key to the window is still in the door from when he locked it. He makes his way over through the aerosol fog, coughing through his scarf as Jack Frost leaks under the door. He finally makes it there, reaching out, but being forced to step into the puddle to get the keys in his grip. Of course, he drops the keys into the puddle. Of course. Yeah. I mean, naturally. <laughs> I did laugh. His inner voice is like, pick him up, pick him up. Yeah. yeah. Like, what is going <laughs> <laughs> of I guess course. he's trying to hype himself <laughs> up. I don't know. But of course you'd be thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. But as soon as he does pick them up, Jack grabs him, but he's able to get away pretty easily. Before he can make it back to the others, Paul lurches up from inside one of the holding cells. Yeah. Why has he been so quiet this yeah, whole time? No just been hanging out. Well, he did get knocked out. All right. He's and probably asleep. Yeah. yeah. Did they really need to lock him up? Not for hitting really. the heads off a couple snowmen? <laughs> I guess vandalism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, of course, begs Sam to let him out. After wrestling with the keys, he finally does let him out. Tension mounts as they make their way to the back, and he's finally able to open the window. A faceless Jack Frost is on their tail as they climb one by one through the window. Sam is the last one out, slamming the window behind them closed. I was laughing out loud because when they were, when they <laughs> are trying to get Paul through the window, yeah. he's just laying there. Yeah. He did. I, I, I don't know thank why. You. I was like, why is he not helping? He I push. Yes. Push. It's like, <laughs> help. Get out. <laughs> you are in the way. 
He was. He's fucking laying <laughs> There's there. people behind you, dude. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. It's inconsiderate, is what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> but they rush across the street. And even though Stone tells him that they're not his orders, Sam tells Manners to shoot the window. Having been given the setup to an action line to demonstrate his dry cool wit. Yeah. Manners raises his gun and before firing says, I hope someone remembered to put the cat out. (laughs) What the fuck are you talking Uh, about? uh, Yeah. That was a choice. That was a choice. I, was, uh, I mean, I, they got a lot going on. He didn't yeah, have time to write a... But, <laughs> he's well, genuinely concerned. Yeah. It's like, I did see a cat in there. Yes. <laughs> but the building explodes, which we mostly see in orange and yellow light against the group, the budget, after all. Yeah. yeah. So it's smart. But we do see Jack Frost engulfed in flames for a second. And I believe that this was one of the last shots they shot with the snowman because they needed to make sure they didn't need him anymore. Yeah. All right. But the station fully explodes, flaming debris filling the streets. All seems well for a moment until Jack reforms through the debris. Manners still thinks it's over, but Sam says that he's come back before. We see Jack grab his eyes and carrot nose, stumbling out of the station, horribly put back together. I love that he was concerned with getting his features back on. Yeah. Yes. Well, the, I mean, he might need those to see. I don't know. <laughs> he might. I do not we know. don't know what this might <laughs> I knew that was too easy. Very I was much. like, that was way too easy. I'm like, we still got like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but the group looks at him confused as he tells them, look, Ma, I am Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> moving on all right <laughs> i mean top oh, tier yeah. way absolutely what more can you ask for <laughs> manners though he tilts his head and he says you gotta be shitting me very close the thing exactly you gotta be fucking kidding but sam rushes most of the group inside the church as foster who stepped out of the church after the explosion, gets most of the townsfolk back inside as well. Some random town person with marshmallows on a stick walks out of the church, (laughs) (laughs) accidentally shutting and locking the door on Marla and Foster. Yeah, what the fuck? I have no idea. That's really your priority right now? Yeah. Well, there was a fire outside. (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever had a marshmallow that had kissed a flame? You know what? Fair (laughs) point. I mean, it's worth it. And we might be dying. I was going to say, it's worth risking it all. Don't even care. I can't remember the gentleman's name, but Michael Cooney says that this guy pops up like six times in the film. He does. <laughs> doing random shit. Because I, I noticed when he came out and the door closed, and I was like, why the fuck's he doing that? But then he just walks by him. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what's happening? It's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It's like, yeah. I guess he's back. He's fucking the real Jack Frost. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's going to walk away like Kaiser says. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but having been locked out, Marla asks Foster your place or mine, Foster excitedly answers hers and they rush off together. So I guess it's payoff from the moment earlier. Yeah. He's like, oh, you bad little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't have to play rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) (laughs) But an argument breaks out, the townsfolk distrusting of manners, but Sam vouches for his assistance before heading to the back room with manners and Stone. Sam finally wants answers from Stone, knowing full well that he is not an agent. He steals Manor's gun and fires a round into the floor, which scares Stone right into a seat and gets him talking. 
Stone explains that Jack Frost was an accident that was meant to be the next level of genetic research that would guarantee the survival of the human race in the event of nuclear destruction. The acid he created bonds the human genetic helix with inert material to resurrect people in the future. But he says something happened in the accident. It didn't just take his DNA. The, s- the snow took on Jack's personality. Holy yeah. shit! <laughs> he says this means that the soul exists. The soul is a chemical, and Jack Frost is proof of that and can't be destroyed. Let's yeah. look at <laughs> differing views right, on this. Yeah, all right. I, I gotta be honest, man. This is the last fucking route I expected this to Yeah, day. no shit. The soul. The soul. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? But it's like, sure, why not, dude? But Sam disagrees, saying that if they don't destroy Jack Frost, he'll kill the whole town. Stone admits that he has no idea how to stop him and says that they have to contain him instead. Sam tries to think of an airtight container to prevent leaks and finally comes up with the furnace in the basement. Stone reluctantly admits that the heat from the furnace could disturb the molecules enough to destroy the helix, but Manners asks how they lure him down to the basement at all. So, like, maybe the furnace, but a literal explosion didn't do the trick? No. Yeah. Okay. But somehow, All right. Yeah. if we, if we <laughs> control the heat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. But Sam says they don't have to lure him. They'll force him. We then see the men standing outside in a tableau. Yeah, that was was a lot. All right, sure. But Father Brannig is also there readying the furnace in the basement. Manners says that he remembers a night just like this in 1979. He says there were three of them holed up in a... But Sam just shushes him. I kind of wanted to hear that story. Yeah. I don't... I figured... I was like, did something come out in 79 that's like a reference? Yeah. It's like Alien came out in 79, but... (laughs) He wasn't an alien. No. <laughs> He's like, shut up. Yeah. You're not supposed to know about that. <laughs> but the ground starts to shake, which Sam leans down to feel, assuming it to be Jack. Jack suddenly attempts to bowl them over, but he misses. Sam calls out to him, saying he missed a 7-10 split. As he goes in to pick up the spare, <laughs> the men stand at the door like an album cover. <laughs> before all blasting Jack with hair dryers. There were five hair dryers at yeah. the station. Explain. Okay. Oh, you won't? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or at the church or wherever yeah. the hell they are. It doesn't matter. I don't yeah. even know It doesn't work. matter. <laughs> but the heat bothers Jack, and after Anne joins the fray with her hair dryer, he begins to melt as he's pushed back to the furnace. He falls apart with several other townsfolk hitting him with hair dryers as well. He then screams in pain as the furnace is closed and he melts into nothing. Sam just says, we iced him. Very good, Sam. Yeah. Um, well, but, but you didn't. You didn't no. know. No. He, he iced himself when he came through the door. Yeah. No, you go, oh, we were just warming up. Ah. Uh, so that's right, how you do yeah. it, Sam. Or you should have written that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Michael. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Let's do lunch. <laughs> but <laughs> everyone cheers. It reminds me of those stories where they're like, and everyone claps. Yeah. It's like, no, they didn't. <laughs> no, they did not. No, they did not. I'm like, maybe we should wait to celebrate because we literally yeah, just all put himself no together shit. after yeah. being exploded. It's kind of his thing. Yeah. yeah. But Sam and Anne reunite with Ryan triumphant again. Too easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The furnace steams as Stone watches on. Manners reminding him that he still has his records at least, but it's not much of a consolation to Stone. He tries to offer more words of wisdom, but notices Jack Frost's steam has created condensation on the window and he promptly regenerates. (laughs) 
Of course. Yeah. <laughs> we knew. He grows sharp teeth, taking a bite out of Manner's face. Now, we don't see him take the bite. No. We just see the results of the bite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the budget. The alleged bite. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't believe that happened. But after a few more wisecracks, he goes right for Stone. Stone says that he can help him change back, but Jack isn't interested. Were the wisecracks when he said that he needed flaws? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, they were. That's <laughs> just you. That's not even green. No. That's just something that happens after you eat. Yeah. <laughs> it's not festive it's at all. It's not about snow. <laughs> but That's dental hygiene. <laughs> but Stone stalls asking Jack how immortality feels to which Jack okay Jack responds and it sounds like he says it feels cool or it feels cold <laughs> the subtitle says it feels scream <laughs> <laughs> so those subtitles All were right. they yeah, were wild they were, were bad yeah, they yeah were very i had bad. to turn yeah. them off but he chomps down on stone killing him <laughs> But outside, Sam puts Ryan in the cruiser before heading back to the building. He sees Stone stumble out, clearly not himself. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Giving up the charade almost immediately, Jack's voice comes out of Stone's mouth and he says, fuck it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Stone's throat bubbles as he vomits Jack out of his mouth. Two things. One, it's clearly... A pipe behind Stone's body. Yeah. <laughs> and the bubble is clearly attached to his face. It yeah. is. <laughs> but Jack returns and Sam rushes to the car. Jack walks in front of it, slowly pouring himself through the air conditioning ducts. He regenerates in the back seat, but Sam kicks one of the windows out to give Ryan an escape. I, I guess Ryan was too slow because I think he kicks his son in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's life or death it yeah is. for no real reason sam slams the bag of ryan's oatmeal into jack's face which burns through him horrifically check off oatmeal there you yeah. go but in front of the building sam asks ryan what he put in the oats and ryan tells him that he didn't want his father to get cold so he put antifreeze in it Son, yes. you, yeah, you, you could were, have fucking killed me. Yeah, you were trying to kill your dad. Yes. That's what you were doing. Clearly. Yeah. And it was, if you watch that scene again, there's a thing of antifreeze just sitting there. I didn't even notice that. No. Yeah. I didn't either until the second time, but I was like, fuck, pay attention to your yeah. kids. Yeah. <laughs> but Jack steps out of the car, half of his face melted away in a bloody, gory mess. So I guess he's still like a, a person in there. Yeah. I thought he was Something. all snow, but yeah. sure. Yeah. Because he's liquefying. Yeah. yeah. And okay. there's no blood. But whatever. No. All right. But he says that Sam is so fucking dead. But before he can do anything, Paul runs him down with his truck, which sends him flying through the air. As he's flying through the air, he says, <laughs> I can see your house from here. <laughs> I both loved and hated that. I was like, no. <laughs> why would you? Why? Why not? Why would you say that? <laughs> why not? Fuck it. <laughs> but Sam <laughs> rushes to Paul, telling him about the antifreeze and asks him to get all that he can from the store, put it in the truck and meet him back here in five minutes. Paul agrees and speeds off. Sam as a way of antagonizing Jack, 
tells him the joke that Tommy said earlier. What's the difference between snowmen and snow women? No balls. For some reason, Jack is like, this motherfucker. Yeah. That was like super offensive. I'm so confused. Yeah. <laughs> but Sam gives Chase into the building, metal music blasting for some reason, shoving paper into the door jam so Jack can't get through. Paper. Paper. Yeah. That's all he's got. Jack's water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't okay. know if you've ever gotten a piece of paper wet before. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't hold up. Not so much. <laughs> it's its only weakness. <laughs> well, it's that and scissors, I guess. Right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> But Paul makes it to the hardware store and grabs all the antifreeze he can carry from the display window. Sam makes his way upstairs, trying to get into several locked doors. Behind each door, a weird joke that I do not get. There's a goat behind one for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, sure. But Paul throws down a tarp in the bed of his truck as Sam checks his watch and sees that time is running out. Paul fills the bed with container after container of antifreeze as Sam creeps back down the hall, only to get jump scared by Jack with a gory face bubbling, screaming, those stairs were a killer. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I hate stairs. I'm out of shape too. (laughs) That's the only one I do like. (laughs) But Sam rushes to a door at the end of the hall and closes himself inside. Jack snows himself in through the cracks, regenerating on the other side and pinning Sam against the wall, having the time of his life as an icicle forms, I think from his chest... Yeah. The yeah. parents' guide was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's the Wild West, dude. You can't, you can't believe everything you read on there. But wherever it's from, it stabs into Sam. Yeah. Sam is very soft. He is, yeah. dude. That's. You might want to get that checked out. But as he bleeds onto the ice, Sam tells Jack that he's not going to get his family. Sam seemingly dies. But Jack hears Paul honking his horn outside. He then turns back to Sam, confused, but a very much alive Sam tells him, it's the cavalry, asshole, before pushing Jack through a window, falling right into the bed of Paul's truck together, splashing into the antifreeze. Jack also loses an arm in the process. Yeah. Yes. So this was a very real stunt that they did. Damn. Oh, really? Yeah. They said that they had multiple cameras set up and they could only do it once. Oh, (laughs) shit. It looked good. It did. Yeah. It really did. But Anne, Ryan, Paul, and Father Brannig gather around in horror as Sam tussles with Jack in the back of the truck. Jack becomes more and more disgusting looking, eventually taking on a much more organic and visceral appearance. Yeah. I don't think that's good for the sheriff either, though. (laughs) No. Like, you might want to get out of there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's just eating he's just, gallons yeah. of antifreeze <laughs> <laughs> and nobody complains about any of this no. his skin's not burning i guess no, the adrenaline maybe God. i don't know <laughs> but through the antifreeze sam removes jack's beating heart squeezing it and then holding it back under the liquid until it all melts he looks back to everyone and tells them it's all gone. They they're like, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Father Father Brannick, he goes, Jesus, praise Jesus. Yes. I laughed. I was like, what the fuck is this reaction, dude? <laughs> but Ryan then picks up the severed snowy arm, telling Sam he forgot it, and it immediately crunches over Ryan's you face. Stupid ass kid. Yeah. <laughs> And snaps into mama bear mode, pushing Ryan right into his father's arms into the antifreeze. 
All right. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, is it safe <laughs> to be dunking the boy? I in don't it? know. It's like no. that. Sam basically baptizes his son. Yeah. In the antifreeze, his <laughs> eyes wide open. Yeah. Well, I guess that was for him trying to serve him that shit earlier. Maybe he yeah. did. Yeah. Like you tried. He, he you want some antifreeze? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got your fucking antifreeze. <laughs> but the arm melts, and again, nobody complains about eye pain or anything like no. that. No. But much later. They dig a hole in the cemetery, refilling all the antifreeze containers with the green liquid and a splash of Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Father Brannick proclaims that no one may break the seal of the holy earth by which they now inter this evil to consecrated ground. A container is passed from person to person as a very eerie version of Silent Night plays. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know who's singing that, but you're scary. (laughs) (laughs) But just then... Sirens wail down the road, coming right for them. Anne says that it looks like the cavalry has arrived, and as Sam throws the container into the hole, Paul asks what they should tell the FBI. Tell him to chill out. <laughs> <laughs> and then a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> electric guitar. He instead says, tell them they're too late. Yeah. Which is more accurate, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're like, I like mine. I line. like mine better. But he throws dirt into the hole as the camera presses in on the containers and Paul starts to fill the hole in. Underground, though, smoke surrounds one container and the glowing green liquid inside begins to boil. We cut to black and the credits roll. So, what did you guys think of Jack Frost? I wouldn't go as far as saying I love the movie, but I really enjoyed it. Really? Yeah, it, not not all of it, and it, it is it is uh, very silly. Yes, but I feel like it is one of those movies that leans into it to itself being silly. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, okay, then I know I don't take any of this shit for face value. It's all gonna change, or something stupid's gonna happen, and then we you just gotta roll with it. Um, <laughs> Again, it is a killer snowman. Right. So it's like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> whatever. Sure. Um, but I did enjoy this. And I'm not going to lie. I probably would watch this again in a couple of days. Yeah, I know yeah. you said <laughs> next Christmas, but it it is one another one of those turn your brain off movies and just watch. Oh, right. You know, just enjoy what the fuck's happening because none of it makes sense. <laughs> like it, none of it. Don't dig at all. No. At all. No. <laughs> Don't dig at all. <laughs> No, it's um, better than I had anticipated it being. Mm-hmm. It's really funny purposefully Yeah, a lot of the time. It's really funny accidentally a lot of the time. <laughs> it was an entertaining experience. Um, I'm still laughing at Snowman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just went for it. Dude. Yeah. I just, <laughs> y'all didn't give a fuck. No. no like it felt very poochy okay with everyone. Like <laughs> yeah. y'all really put no thought into that. But um, no, it's a good time. It is very fucking silly. But like you said, I appreciate that it is not taking itself too seriously. Yeah, It's not trying to be anything that it's not. Maybe, I mean, I'm sure it was humbled by the budget cut. Oh, yeah. I wonder what this was supposed to be. It's basically, the way they made it seem is like Die Hard, but with a snowman. <laughs> I'm, glad, right. I'm not going to lie. I'm glad we got this instead. Die cold. Die cold. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's, no. Uh, <laughs> this is silly. It's campy. It's ridiculous. It feels a lot older than 97. Yeah. This feels like it should have been made in the 80s. Yeah. Yes. I think that's that's fair. Um, 
but it's just it's absolutely ridiculous like you said turn your brain off yeah. literally take it out of your head let it yeah. rest oh no yeah let it rest let it beat let it beat <laughs> <laughs> um this is ridiculous but in a fun way that's fair I need floss. <laughs> yeah, because apparently I need yeah. floss. <laughs> That's was Christmas. Was quote from yes. them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, for me, you get what you expect. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that it is it is more than I expected because I really did. I thought I was going to sit down and be like, eh, it's a movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there are some jokes that do land. Yeah. Uh, none of them for me come from the mouth of a snowman (laughs) 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 but i mean it the understated stuff works better for me i think that it is not because when you hear about jack frost yeah people talk about it yeah yeah. you're like oh this will be the first one that we give yeah yeah the way that they talk about yeah yeah. that's true and i don't feel that no not at all i think that there there are much uh we'll get to it (laughs) yeah (laughs) But I guess we can move into ratings. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me on the positive side, there are very committed performances. Mm -hmm. I mean, they know what they're doing and they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that some of the comedy works, as I said. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get to the negative soon. Some of it works a little bit. Some of it works a lot. Yeah. I don't. (laughs) Is that what you were going to say? It's not what I have written (laughs) down. I think it's it's a, it's a bonkers premise and they go for it. Yeah. I think that's admirable in its own weird way. I also think that the wise decisions they made with the changing of the budget, yeah. yeah. It benefited the film for them for the film they were trying to make. For the negative side, I have <laughs> I have Jack Frost. <laughs> <laughs> the film or the yeah. character really really everything about yes. that. that <laughs> everything about that snowman. I just can't I can't do it. I can't get by. I, he can't get by me is what I'm trying to say. Uh and also, I mean the character changes. I Yeah, it really yeah. makes sense. Very weird to me. I'd say 70% of the humor probably goes for the negative to me. Right. But I mean, at the same time, I I am mature enough to watch a film, say, I don't think this is for me. Yeah. But does that make it a bad film? No. It makes it a film that's not for me. Right. right. And so I appreciate everybody who loves this film. And I hope you watch it for me this Christmas. <laughs> 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 but for me, because it... I honestly think that I would have given it a lesser score. I am adding half a point because of the, I guess, ingenuity yeah. Yeah. of the budget. Because that's a hard... When you've written a film for $35 million yeah. and then you change it to, to half a million, up, yeah. yep. that's fucking insurmountable. Yeah. And they did it. So for me, out of 10 wintry one-liners... I am going to give because <laughs> those are my favorite. You remember? <laughs> I'm going to give Jack Frost 4.5 wintry one-liners out of 10. We had talked earlier about other movies of this ilk that we've covered in the past. Yeah. And I feel like if I had, we, especially early on, didn't do as much research into the production as we do now. Yeah. Movies like Killer Clowns from Outer Space, if I had known more of what went into it yeah it would probably rank higher than i ranked it back then right okay and so i'm trying to think more like that because for me i'd say like a five is like an okay movie 
Yeah. And I'll go down a little bit because it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. But it deserves something for what they were able to do. Right, yeah. right. No, yeah. But uh, that's where that's where I'm at. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll now open the floor to you. Uh, so I did enjoy this movie. Right. And I feel like a lot of the jokes did land for me. <laughs> and a lot of them didn't. Right. I need flaws. Yeah. <laughs> And I feel like that is the negative and positive of this movie for me. Fair. Is just the jokes that didn't land versus the jokes that did land. Uh-huh. And then uh, the whole the whole thing, I mean, it it's a fucking killer snowman. I mean. It's like, how much can you really Yeah, expect? Yeah. It, um, I also came in in this movie thinking that I was gonna, that we were gonna rip it apart. Yeah, like yeah. I'll be honest, I was like we were gonna fucking tear this movie apart. Mm-hmm. Then watching it, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> I can see my house. I was wrong. Here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hold on. <laughs> this but, is cinema. Yeah, but it is. It's stupid shit like that. I was sitting there like, yes, I want more. Right. But because it it didn't take itself serious it's very goofy and stupid and the character changes are there and it's like why but yeah. it's like okay you know what yeah I mean? whatever guess that's it um yeah this is not a fantastic movie at all uh-huh. like at all i i even was surprised with the score i gave it when the movie was <laughs> over because i was like <laughs> really? wow yeah, I, was like, yeah, I was like okay because again i usually go with my gut immediately yeah. whatever my gut tells me at the end of that movie when the credits roll before i even push stop or hit home button to go back to the roku menu i have a number the first thing that gets in my head and that's what i put down uh-huh. um so for me oh my god <laughs> on a scale from one to ten wintry one-liners mm-hmm. i'm gonna give fucking jack frost seven <laughs> and i fucking enjoyed the shit out of this shit talking fucking <laughs> snowman oh who was killing people for no reason i am for no reason even dude like when it started and i seen how goofy yeah him turning into a snowman was and all that shit i was like oh this is this is this is right up my you know this is for me right you made this shit knowing that one day i was gonna find this yes and that's fine and i and i will admit like i said a, a minute ago we you know we came in this thing oh i'm gonna fucking shred this but watching it i was like I I was completely wrong. <laughs> I yeah. was oh so wrong. Like I said, the movie is for me. This is, and and I'll even clarify. Okay. For me, this is one of those movies that's so bad that I don't have a choice but to like it. Okay. Like it's like this is fucking terrible, but I it's terrible, but it has all the things that I love in it. So <laughs> it's like I I can't I can't hate it. I can't be like this is fucking trash. Yeah. Because it's like no, I'm trash too, and you're here. We're together. You know what I mean? We're in the same yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> We're all together here, and it's okay. Oh uh, my God. Uh, hey, what's mm. one man's trash is yes. another man's treasure. Exactly right. And <laughs> I'm I by no means do I endorse this being a 
of fantastic <laughs> yes. or you know this movie's fucking stellar or whatever or mm-hmm. this is going to scare the shit out of you no oh, hell no but if you like this shit you're gonna have a good time right like you're gonna have a good time and and not and and a spoiler alert because we we haven't at all yet or or maybe we've mentioned it a, a second i watched a movie with the killer couch and that's not the same thing as this <laughs> let's just be clear let's just be clear that right. is not the same thing as this it's just as goofy uh-huh i'm sorry jack frost did it better there is a weird charm i have to acknowledge it it is i don't know what the fuck it was it is it's just weird and i was like man eh, whatever and it took that uh-huh. Just when he's like, I bet this is going to hurt. And I was like, I, I, okay, <laughs> I bet it is. I'm right here with you. Dude. I'm right fucking here with you. <laughs> Let me start by saying you should have gone last. Yes. Um, <laughs> I do see what you're saying. Though. Yeah. I am here for the campiness of this. Yeah. It is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, yeah. There were moments again. Snowminton. Yes. Oh, that's on. that's a half a point on its own. Oh yeah. <laughs> Toward the no, positive. Right? Yes. Toward the positive. <laughs> Nobody should have let that slide. Uh-huh. And all of y'all allowed that to happen. Yes. That, yes, oh did. yeah. That is magical. Yeah. Y'all really did that. Like <laughs> top that off with the puns. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> which again you said that this was made for you. That was made for me. <laughs> see? <laughs> but you see, you find little shit in here and it's like, yeah. oh man. It is Again, I'm not you. This is not. I can watch this in a few days. Yeah. Uh-huh. Throw this on around Christmas. We can laugh at it. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. This is this. It's just so ridiculous. Oh, it, it is. is. Oh, yeah. I will say, though, I it feels like two separate films. I can see your house from here. And <laughs> that, <laughs> and the somebody died gag. Yeah. Yeah. That gag is really good. And yeah. also the soul exists yeah <laughs> apparently apparently like Chemicals. y'all were yes. <laughs> y'all were all fucking over the place yes. this was everywhere i think what sells it for me is the fact that it really does not take itself seriously it knows what it's doing it's not pretending to be anything else mm. i need floss uh, come on <laughs> i can't get over it no because that's not even anything that's, just, no. <laughs> that's, that's not a snowman exclusive yeah, I problem <laughs> i mean it's no, just i've had that tonight like that is so fucking funny accidentally like that's funny in a way that y'all did not intend it to be no funny. no um this is just ridiculous it's not awful which i really thought it was going to be oh yeah it's just wild. Like <laughs> this movie, I, there's a second one. There yeah. is. What happens in the second one? Like I, I we don't need know. to find I gotta out. find out. Yeah. Oh no, I need to know. <laughs> He's like, I'm watching that tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the pro is that it's ridiculous, but the con is also that it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, Even if you're fair. trying to follow this plot, they keep adding shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> like no. it is just I will give it points for I'll say it's originality. Okay. okay. Like you said, the ingenuity of having to completely change this yeah, film yeah. from what it was to what it became. Mm-hmm. But make no mistake, this is still Jack Frost. No. <laughs> this is still a killer snowman. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, and this one, this one is, I'm not going to lie, this is hard to even rate. Yeah. yeah. It's such a fucking mixed bag. <laughs> but I was entertained. 
So yeah, he, <laughs> you're like hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll say on a scale from one to ten, wintry one-liners. I am gonna give Jack Frost a five point five out of ten. Wow. All right, all right. It is it it is entertaining. You cannot say that it's not entertaining. No, yeah. I can't say that I was like, how are they going to get out of this? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, no, never that. You know, never no. that. Yeah. But again, for me, what really wins me over is the fact that y'all knew exactly what you were doing. You named the town fucking Snowminton. You mm-hmm. knew that this was not, mm-hmm. this is not identity. Okay? No, it like, is not. You're not trying to be. I mean, there's pieces of identity. <laughs> In all fairness. There's yeah. a couple pieces, yeah. yeah. Yes. You're not trying to be anything that you're not. This is absolutely ridiculous, but it is entertaining. Yes. All I <laughs> want to leave this on is the fact that I need floss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else There's to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all from us at Pod Mortem. What would you rate Jack Frost and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Pod Mortem. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at TravisMWH, at Blood and Smoke, and at RealStreeter84. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special thank you to our Wendigo Getter patrons. And remember, if you hesitate to unite against a common enemy, you just might get left out in the cold. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned. We want to give a very special thank you to all of our Wendigo Getter patrons. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> there was a delay. Was yeah, well, I didn't know we were going to do the same thing again. <laughs> y'all did it, y'all did we it did. It was yeah. in stereo. Very strange. Special thank you to Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M., Jordan Nash, Kent Morton, Guy54, Lala Thomas, Travis and Nisa Hunter, Miguel Myers ATX, Jennifer Perez, Allison O'Neill, Carissa, TJ and Angie Bronson, Gabrielle Trevino, Spooky Mom, Andy Teague, Applin Ontiveros, Karima Rhodes, Antonio Huerta, Kimberly Kleindienst, Will Brown, Sydney Smith, Osvaldo Soto, Bobby Holmes, Donna Eason, J.D. Rezac, Molly Gerhardt, Armand Spasto, Aaron Aguirre, Eggy, William Berry, Brittany Ramatar, Charity Oxner, Amanda Six, Mandy Rainwater, Eden, Jordan Roberts, Dylan, Melissa Sierra, Holly Bryan, Jordan Blevins, Liz Heath, Spencer Montalvo, Pancake the Panda, John Ramos, Michael Newding, Alexis Roberts, Dan Laveau, Itzy M, Gary Horton, Amanda Aliff, Leisha Olivier, Kate Lamp, Carlos and Sydney, Jessica Hunter, Helena Rudder, Alan Johnston, Mariah, Levy Fun, Mandy M, Scott Troutman, Mozzie Bear, Brittany G, Dave Burke, Adrian Stakes, Craig Kowalski, Beth, Nick Spill, Emma Hagel Kissinger, Valerie G, JSL, Emiliana, Brian Glass, CB, Maya Noches, Taylor Santana, Will Lewison, Angelique, Smelly Poo Poo Head, Beth Bowers, Ben Coons, Cookie, Esperanza J, Jace OKC, Joshua Rumley, Danielle Peralta, Hannah R, Brandon, Nicholas Carter, Sawyer Reese Farr, Dr. Diva Loves Horror, Girl That's Scary, M. Fryback, Cassandra, Andrea Simmons, Ashley Higuera, William Rush, Katarina, 
and Ryan Brom. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, yes, everyone. Thank you so much. We appreciate you all so much. And we hope that you know that there's snow one better than you. Very yeah. good. <laughs> Snowman. What yes, is it? Snowman. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Until next time.